Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The Revelation Red Pill, the kingdom of God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. kingdom people it's revelation red pill night it's wednesday i got a little echo i don't know who's whose end it's on is that Corey's? is that your end okay we're good Better now. yep yeah 100 so leah michelle we were going to do matthew 25 yep then we thought about daniel yep we're not doing any of that tonight but we've got Corey Gray in the house and Serge DeRosa, who keeps getting on me because I keep spelling his name wrong, which you would think after 20 years I would have it right, but whatever. <laughs> um, I got it fixed now. Got a whole brand new guy in the house here. Uh, it's DeRosa, like duh. Should have already had it. So, all right, fellas, welcome to the show. Tonight we are going to get into something that a lot of you guys have been asking us about. Okay, so we've got the kingdom message. We get... A, a good vast majority of it we are ready to see justice here on this earth how do we pull down the rulers and principalities and take back literal government seats how do we apply this to advance the kingdom of god and see the kingdom of god manifesting in our governments and societies today and tonight we are going to dig into that yes you got anything else no let's for a nice it. rally them up get them yeah. excited so last week we rah, covered rah, rah. A lot of the promises of Deuteronomy 8 and 28. And you guys said, oh, I can do this one. I like this one. This one I can handle. Oh, All right. Funny. I know it's hard when we're, when we're breaking off those old lies on your head. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to do, a, we're gonna do a, kind of a combo. We will break some lies off. But we're also going to show you exactly what you guys really want to do, which is how do we stop the World Economic Forum? How do we stop the Klaus Schwab's? Um, how do we manifest the kingdom of God in this world today? And so we've got a couple guys who are doing that in their lives today. Thank you for being here, Corey and Serge. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes, for so sure. So if you guys don't have um, this book, everybody should get it. Come on now. This is Corey Gray's book, Born Again as Kings. And when... Serge introduced us to Corey as he's got this message that you guys have. Corey comes at the Revelation, Red Pill, whatever we want to call it, the, you know, taking down the modern end times deal from a totally different angle than anybody else I know. And Corey, you focus in on a couple of scriptures that other people kind of do a little bit here and there, but you really focus in on Ephesians 3 and Galatians 3 and 4 and the promise of Abraham. Do you want, you want to go over that just a little bit as a refresher? Yeah, for sure. So here's the deal. Like Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says that Christ was hung on a tree, cross, so that the blessing, number one, the blessing and the promise of Abraham would come on the Gentiles, mm. right? And so... 
he died on a cross so that we would have the blessing and the promise. And Serge, I saw you say this. You posted this, and you said, "What's the blessing?" And I saw crickets. I don't. I didn't go back and see if anybody got it. But most people don't know the blessing of Abraham or the promise. And it says that's why Christ died on a cross so that we would have it. So. The blessing is blessed are those who bless us, cursed are those who curse us. In us, the descendants of Abraham, all nations will be blessed. All right. The promise is that the descendants of Abraham would be multiplied as the stars in the sky, the sand in the seashore, and the descendants of Abraham would possess the gates of their enemies mm. and all nations would be blessed. And so in some versions say the cities, which is a, a good translation, but gates is even higher. Because when we possess the gates of our enemies, that's the highest positions of power in the earth. We are to possess the highest position of power in the earth. And God promised that to Abraham and his descendants, and it's on us. So we have a promise on us that most people don't know about, and it's a revolutionary world-changing promise. And we're trying to stop the World Economic Forum by picketing and protesting and signs and exposing them when we need to be knowing the promise God gave Abraham is on us and believing it and talking to God about it. All right. Now, the other thing is, I mean, Galatians 3 verse 8, it says that the gospel was announced to Abraham in advance saying all nations shall be blessed. How do all the nations get blessed? The children of God take charge of the nations. It says in Proverbs 11:10 when it goes well with the righteous the city rejoices and there is jubil er, and when the wicked perish there is jubilation by the blessing of the upright a city is exalted That's why I keep bringing this to the national level We need to get the sons of God children of God in charge of the nations and then that blessing transcends on the population and so we just need to be believing the promise and I, I just want to say this, and then we'll get into it. God has the answer. We can expose evil all we want. We can make documentaries of all this stuff. But the real answer is believe in the promise that God already swore by his own self. Come on. That would be accomplished, which was we, we would possess the earth. That is that so is, And that's the thing. So what Corey is talking about here is Corey talks strategies all the time. Like, okay, I've got this. Let's go. How do we do it? God, what are you what are you showing me to do right now in my community, in my state, in my nation, and in the world? And we all have things that we can do. And you're literally taking scripture and applying it to your life right now. You've been applying it in Nicaragua already. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, we've been seeing... You know, a lot of people think that this country's under all kinds of evil. And that's what the media tells you. When has the media ever told the truth? Yeah. Right. And so we're seeing, I mean, it's not perfect, but we're seeing through believing the promises, the, the standard has been lifted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the enemy cannot come in. You know, one time I was at this worship service, one of the most powerful worship service, people from the Caribbean coast, they speak Creole English. We were worshiping, oh my gosh, so powerful. I walked outside and there was a ring of nobody, but on the outside of the ring, there was a bunch of people. So in reality, we can have so much glory and believe in the promises of God, so much so that God lifts up a standard against the enemy to where he cannot do anything. He cannot operate because why? Blessed are those who bless us, 
cursed are those who curse us. And if you read in the Amplified, it's cursed are those who have a bad intention towards us. Wow. And if you really believe that, then you could break things off of your nation. But you have to be king under the king of Jesus in your nation. Right. You have dominion where you're at. So where your foot is, is important. Oh, that's so good. Michelle, would you bring up um, this blog so people can follow along? Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. How to remove principalities and powers from government. You mean you seats. want me just to put the link in? Yeah. So yeah, they can, okay. so everybody can watch it. Um, you know, Michelle got a revelation this week. And she was telling it to me. And she's like, oh, my gosh, did you see this? I saw something completely different than what she was seeing. And then later on when she gave this, you know, what she was seeing to Corey and Serge, uh, Corey's like, well, it's in my book, right? <laughs> but I will, I'm going to tell you guys this. When you're, it's called revelation, the revealing of Jesus. You can hear something a thousand times, but, and, and we can tell it to you. The one thing that, and we probably should have opened a prayer and we can pray in a second, is that it's not enough for us just to tell you something. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit has to reveal Jesus to you. These things yeah. are spiritually discerned. So when we're tearing down the high places, if we're, if we're going spiritually at a Klaus Schwab or something, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what it is that he's saying and how he is how he's saying it to you. So uh, before we go any further, Serge, would you open us in prayer? Sure. Father God, we release this message into all those who hear this either tonight or in the future. God, we release this message of truth of the earth belongs, belongs to the saints of God. We release that in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that tonight truth bombs, gold nuggets are given forth, Amen. are flowing forth. I thank you for revelation even as we speak. God, I thank you that this is not just an episode, but this is a moment with you. This is a heaven on earth moment. God, I thank you for releasing key things that we need to step into to change the direction that we see in this earth. Mm. God, we thank you that it's already changing. Mm. God, we thank you for the truth that's being sent out throughout the earth, setting us back on a straight path. And God, I thank you that tonight be a powerful night, an impacting night, a night we will remember for a long time because it is the day that people were changed and turned to your truth and step into the fullness of what you have for them in Christ. This is the night that the earth starts seeing the sons and daughters of God manifested. And it responds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, George Washington, in his Thanksgiving address, 1789, said, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to implore his protection and favor. Well, where did he get that from? He got that from Isaiah 52.10, among other places. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of God. Our founding fathers believed that they were the seed of Abraham and they were heirs to all the promises. That included the blessings in the land and Christ reigning over all the nations, not in some distant future, like modern end times theory puts the reign of Christ, but Christ reigning now. 
Many of you are ready to see this world turn around and evil brought to justice. And I got, we got a question last night or last week and said, okay, I get it. Now, how do we do it? And I thought, you know, that's kind of what we went over, but obviously this is one of those things that you've got to go over and you've got to go over and you've got to go over until you get it. So Michelle, do you want to go and hit um, Ephesians 3? And I'm going to kind of just give you a a nugget of what we're looking at here. Michelle reads or whoever reads Ephesians 3, um, look at the mystery given to Paul. There's very interesting here. Um, Paul was known as the apostle to the Gentiles. He even says, just as Peter was the apostle to the Jews... God gave me this revelation that the Gentiles are part. And to the point, he went so far. And as Paul is explaining just how much of an apostle to the Gentiles he was, he says, I even had to pull Peter aside because Peter was eating with Greeks and Gentiles. And then when the, when the Jews were coming around and like, Peter, what are you going to, what are you, what are you doing? You can't do that because Jews and Gentiles, you have to understand the wall of separation between Jews and Gentiles. Jews could not even eat or go into the home, eat with, or go into the home of anybody who wasn't a Jew. Okay. It was, it's a very big deal for, um, Peter when he gets the vision uh, three years. Did you know that the gospel spread only to the Jews for three years? Three years. And that's actually, we'll get to that um, later in Revelation Red Pill. It's part of the Daniel prophecy. But for three years, three years, it was just given to, the gospel was just to the Jews. That's a long time. And then Cornelius, who was a soldier, gets a word from an angel, says, go send for Peter. And he sends messengers to Peter and Peter's like, who's this guy and why should I go see him? And Peter gets the vision at that point of all these unclean animals because in the Jewish uh, law, there are so many things that you can't eat. And Jesus in the vision says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And he says, I can't do that. I have never eaten any unclean thing. I am a Jew, okay? I, I'm following the law. Don't you understand? And Jesus says, what I've called clean, don't you call unclean. And he and a couple other disciples go to this guy, Cornelius, who had already assembled his entire family waiting for Peter to come because, man, he saw an angel. Of course, he's going to come. So Peter shows up, tells them all about Jesus, not knowing that the gospel was for them. Very interesting things. And, and this is like a, a side rabbit trail. Why didn't Jesus tell them that they were going to go preach to the Gentiles? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. That's that's for speculation. But he didn't. Okay, because Peter was shocked, shocked that when he when he gave the gospel, when he spread the gospel to Cornelius and his family, they all started to speak in tongues, and the disciples were excited, but shocked, and they didn't know what to do. And they talked to each other like, should we? They should probably be baptized. I mean, can, they be, can yeah. they be baptized? Can they be one of us? I mean, look, they literally said this. Like, I think that they, they're they saved. It sounds I, like a conversation we would have. I think they've got salvation. Should we forbid <laughs> that they're baptized and they become in the faith? And what do we do with these people, right? Okay, Jesus, you take the wheel, right? And so this mystery had to be revealed to 
the Jews and it had to be revealed to the apostles and the Gentiles are like, what's up? We're here. We be jamming. I love this. We're part of it. This is so cool. But there was a lot of animosity. And when you read the book of Galatians, the reason Paul goes so deep into talking about the blessing and being part of the seed of Abraham is he literally starts out and he's like, there were a bunch of Judaizers who were telling them that they needed to follow the law and they needed to be circumcised. And Paul was devastated because at this time, and Galatians was actually the first letter that we have. It's the earliest epistle. So this was very early on in, in uh, Paul's ministry, probably in, you know, 40, 45, uh, 50 AD, something like that. And he's writing the Galatians and he says, oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you to leave your first love? Because if the promise of Abraham and all these promises were of the law. Now, what I want you to do when you think of that, I want you to put in by blood. Okay. Because right now we have a, an entire end times theology that sees the promise, the land promise of Abraham is not being fulfilled, which we covered last week and said it was fulfilled. People are saying, well, God had made this promise to Abraham and they didn't get all the land. No, they did. Okay. But he made more promises to Abraham. He gave, he gave such a prophetic promise that we were part of that promise. And so Paul is laying this out in Galatians and he's like, if this were by the law, we, that would have been great, but it can't be because Abraham didn't have the law. And this is what he says. Abraham didn't have the law. God just made a promise to Abraham and you are children of that promise. You are children. I want you guys just to write, everybody get a piece of paper. Okay. Or your phone. And I want you until you get this in your soul. I want you to write up. I want you to write Ephesians three and and Galatians 3. And I want you to read them over and over again in Galatians 3 and 4. I want you to read them over and over again. It's very easy to remember because Galatians and Ephesians are back to back in the Bible. And if you're if you want extra points, read all of Ephesians and all of Galatians several times through. Okay. Because when you're getting a, a letter, Paul starts in one area and he finishes in another area, and he expects you, these are bookends, he expects the whole letter to go as one. Uh, and we're going to do a little bit of that tonight where you guys, why are we reading so much scripture? Because I want you guys to, to get the bookends, but you have to write down, I am a child of the promise of Abraham. Mm. I am a son of the promise. You can say I'm the son of God and you get that, but you need to know something else that has been stolen from you from modern end times theology. Our founding fathers understood this. I am a child of Abraham. I am a son of the promise. The promises of Abraham belong to me now, not in some distant future. Okay. And I'm going to have you write something else down as when we read Ephesians three, but you're, but just know this, when you see there is no Jew nor Greek, what he means is that there will never be a differential with the promises, the love, the fulfillment of God between anybody of any race, ethnicity, or bloodline. We're all Amen. the same. Okay? Amen. Did I, you guys want to say anything on that before we move on to be? No, that's excellent. I want to add for bonus points, Acts 3. That's another three. Because remember that was when Peter started preaching? Mm -hmm. yes. And he said, you are children of the prophets heirs of the prophets oh yeah yeah, yeah. 
Remember, it says right here, you are descendants of the prophets in the covenant that God gave your ancestors, saying to Abraham, and in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm. That's another three, oh. Acts 3. Because yeah, he, he's like, hey, you guys don't know who you are. <laughs> like all that's been prophesied that was to your ancestors, this covenant God gave, you are that generation. That's mm. good. Yeah. That's so good. What verse is that? And then, I'm going to put so it in the it's Acts blog. 3. Uh, 17 okay. through 26 is what I would recommend putting in that study. Okay. I'm just gonna and also for, for those listening that don't know what the promise and the blessing are, you can take note of this, but you can go to Genesis 12 and read what the promise is, 1 through 3, and you can go read what the blessing is. It's Genesis 22, 15, and, uh, and dissect it. And if you even need more dissecting, you should check out the Kings and Priests podcast, which <laughs> this week is talking about the promise and the blessing. That's good. That's good. My favorite Aww. place to listen to the Kings and Priests podcast is Podbean. Um, that's where I get you. That's where I listen to you and I get notifications. Did, Ooh, speaking of Genesis 22 or 23? 22. 22. 22. So um, Genesis 12 and Genesis 22, the blessing and the You promise. said it backwards though, Serge. 12 would be the blessing, but it does contain... A hint of the promise, promise, but the promise when the angel appeared and yes, said, right. "Lord's words by his own self." That yep. that was the promise. You just said it in reverse. Gotcha. The promise yeah. is twelve, and the blessing's twenty-two. No, the blessing is twelve. The promise is twenty-two. Okay. Yep. 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 But speaking of notifications, little housekeeping: the Rumble app updated today. There is now live is chat in the Rumble app, and you get notified when we go live. Literally, like nice. YouTube used to do. You get a little pop-up. The Kingdom Roundtable is now live. You know, Resistance Chicks is now live. So I no kickback except for the fact that I want you guys to be able to access us whenever we are going live. Yes. So um, I am going to push the Rumble app because I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. All right, so I'm actually, awesome. once I give my little punchline, I'm going to let Corey take this away because I didn't know that he already had this i came like a little sister literally like did you see what i found and Corey's like good job like a little pat on the head no i'm so excited because nobody else has gotten <laughs> fired up about it yet i think but one all of the years of me the principalities and power part really stuck out it to did me. and i'm going to get to that and that to me that's the number one part of this uh for me that's why i'm going to give my part first and then let Corey expound on anything that i am not ex ex expounding on or, or missing here but um you know because we have so much scripture to read tonight, I'm not going to read all of Ephesians three, but uh, just to, so that you can understand that I do want you to start in verse one. You want one. me to? Okay, just because that's where I got. That's my right, whole. Just kidding. We're going to read all of Ephesians three tonight. It's not long. Get ready. For this reason, I Paul. I'm reading in the New King James. And why am I reading in the New King James? Because we get a lot of times from you guys. Don't read NIV. Don't read this. Don't read that. Yes, NIV misses scriptures. They take them out. Whatever. I don't care what. It's the word of God. And I have found that regardless of actual translation, when you read different translations, you will see something different that is consistent throughout translations, but you missed it. So we're not getting anything new. It's the fact that I once I read this in Ephesians 3, verse 10, in the New King James, which I hardly ever read anymore, it, when I went back and read it in the Geneva, which is my ch first choice of reading, um, then the Geneva made sense. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of times we need to try different translations to see, okay, and then you'll see yeah. that it is consistent across translations, but you missed it because of whatever. So we're reading a New King James right now. 
For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you, Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read and you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men. This is really, really key. So I'm glad that Leah's having me read this because when we look at, okay, so we had this mystery throughout the prophets and I other love generations. Other it was ages. not, there, there are ages throughout it, This time. was not made known yeah. to them. This is new to them at the time, to, to, to Paul and to, and, and, and to the people receiving this, um, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, mm. colon, what's the mystery? Colon, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So now we've got what the mystery this is. This is a crazy mystery. And I do believe that, and Corey's going to go into a deeper part of it. But for me, it just was like a flashing light. This mystery, put yourselves into the shoes of a Jew. Um, I can't eat with these people. Uh, we're going to, the, the temple was the world for them. They couldn't imagine the temple being destroyed. Even before, guys. Jesus told them that the, that the temple was going to be destroyed in that generation. Okay. He prepared them for it, but the visual of it was difficult. Okay. Trying to separate themselves from living as they had lived their entire life with all the rules and all the regulations. And, and very exclusive. I truly believe this mystery of Jesus Christ coming is the promise by, by faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. But you might hear that in churches. You hear it all the time. They're happy to have it by faith. They're happy to eat bacon. Okay? Love bacon. They, you know, the end timers all eat bacon, I'm sure. But no, some don't. The Hebrew roots don't. But my, my point is, is that this mystery since 1850 is made a mystery again. Mm. And that's what stuck out to me, that the devil has has put a, an illusion a veil a veil over the minds of Christians that they when they read Galatians they don't understand when they read Ephesians they don't get it they don't get that we're one yes we're one by faith and that th what they say is well the promises of salvation are that we are going to go to heaven and Jesus can forgive us of our sins but the land promises and all those things in the Old Testament, we have to weed through them. And it's a very, I call it schizophrenic Christianity. Because they'll pull out Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Well, that's Old Testament for the Jews. You can't use that. What are you doing? Well, that one we can use. Well, God mm -hmm. made, and I have all my friends who are doing covenants and God bless them and I love them. Okay, this covenant that he made with Abraham is all our covenant. And, and hey, it's a mystery. Leah, can I say something? Yeah. Why isn't that if you humble yourself and pray working? Well, I'll tell you. Let me, I, let me I, just say it. So I'm not trying to set you up. You, me, no, you tell. I actually have my own view of why. Because okay. 
I. It might be similar. Go it ahead. might be. If you got a view, tell I me. I think it might be similar. I think it's not working because people aren't farming. I think that okay, they perfect. have they have left. We have left the God of nature and creation, and yep. we've moved into this realm of um, technology. Synthetic. The synthetic, and and I truly believe that if if we were to add. Um, my our friends Robert and Jamie, they did all of, go watch it the 1607. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, and many of these people have this revelation that we need to farm, get back to growing your own food. I think that that's how Deuteronomy 8 and 28. If we want the blessings that Second Chronicles talks about, then we 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 need to want the blessings of Deuteronomy 8 and 28. Um, they repented of a lot of things. They repented of uh, sending kids to public school. They repented of sex trafficking. They repented of abortion, but they didn't repent of leaving the land and leaving Ooh. the land desolate and, and handing the keys basically of creation over to Satan to rape the land. Yeah. Let, raping children is bad. Raping the earth is bad. And for us just going along with that. And I, if I think that that could be one of those missing you ever see the, the movies where there's like one more puzzle? They put all the pieces of the puzzle together and then they put that one and then the, you know, the cave opens up and it's like that, that one last piece. But that's, that's what I was thinking. But go ahead, Corey. No. So obviously the humble, we, you know, we can roll around on the ground, humble yourself as much as you want. And people have been doing that. It hasn't worked. Okay. So the reason it goes right along with what you're saying is because of double mindedness. You can't, be double-minded saying, oh, some of these promises are for, for Israel, some are not. Yes. Some are Old Testament, some are not. We'll take the ones we want. We'll throw out the other ones. That's double-mindedness. And a double-minded man can't expect to receive anything. Boom. And so, so what you're saying is right on online that they're believing for the salvation and throwing out the kingdom, which yeah. the kingdom means dominion over the earth. Try to prove me wrong in that. People then, say, what's kingdom? It means dominion of a king, rulership. God gave Adam in the beginning over the earth. I think that when we go to repent, we need to make sure that we're repenting fully. And if we don't see the results, <clears throat> we need to go back to God. Um, going along with some of Serge's teachings, um, the founding fathers knew something. That if things weren't going well, it was on them. And that they kept going back to God and saying, what else do we need to do wrong? Or what else are we doing wrong and how can we fix it? And uh, James 5, my mom's favorite chapter in the Bible right now, um, talks about counterfeiters. And I would say if we're going to add one more thing to repent of, it's counterfeiting money and using counterfeiting money um, sure. because we're lying when we, you do that. And my biggest beef with Christians is they think they're repenting, but they're they're not repenting of the things the word that really matter. Literally means to turn and well, go the opposite. They don't direction. know what they don't know what they're doing wrong. I know. They can, right. It's a blanket. How, how many how many times have we quoted the scripture that if 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 my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and repent? We've been quoting that since COVID hit. I don't think they know what to repent. And of, nothing right? exactly. Nothing's changed. But you're right because like what Corey said. If I'm believing, we've debunked the end times message. We have shown you that that is not right. And so, but if you're believing that message, you can't believe that the earth belongs to you. And so if I don't believe that the earth belongs to me, then what's the point of getting the money part right? Right. 
What's the point of getting rid of dollar bills? There's there's no reason for it. And if you think it's the end of the world or the rapture, like you're not really going to believe for the healing of the land. And the only reason I bring this up is because when something isn't working, we have to figure out why. (laughs) We can't keep praying the same thing a million times. Like, okay, it should have worked by now. Why isn't it? And, And yes, maybe we're repenting not of the correct things, which is huge, but also, um, the double-minded yeah i think it's a i think it's two things i think it's definitely i think that once we we get straight on the promises then i think god shows us where we are not repenting right but you're not going to see the one without the other no right until you get this out out of your head and and last last thing if we if we get to the part where the land is being healed doesn't that break off principalities and powers of wickedness? How many different companies are out there, you know, taking advantage of destroying the land because we're missing something. But if we get that something, they can no longer do the thing they were doing. That's the key to this whole episode. Yeah. I know. That's why I kind of brought it up so that we didn't miss it. It's good to keep it coming. That is the essence of how we do this. Okay. Keep going on. All right. So we are in, uh, if you're following along, Ephesians, Ephesians 3. Verse seven, I think, I don't know, eight. So the mystery, what is the mystery? Now, so we we figured out what the mystery was. All right, we got that colon, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the promise, the Christ, the gospel, yada, yada, yada. Now, I love this heading in the New King James. It says the purpose of the mystery. So we got the mystery revealed is the heading of of, uh, verse one. Verse eight, the, the heading is the purpose of the mystery. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So there's two different things. We've got the mystery, which is the fact that we even are, the Gentiles are grafted in. Then Paul has a different purpose. His purpose is to then preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ mm-hmm. and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Now, I did a, a word study on that word fellowship. It's really, really cool and it's important. A fellowship is just kind of a group right? A fellowship of the mystery. So when we're, we have friends uh, and, and we have what we call the fellowship of the farm. It's a playoff of Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring. It's a group of us. So the fellowship of the mystery, which we already figured out what the, mel- what the mystery is. All right. So I'm going to read that again. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. And here we go. This is the punchline that I got. And when I read it, my mind was like, oh, so there's the verse for what we've been talking about. Because honestly, guys, I had a lot of themes and I understand how we pull down principalities and rulers and high places and all of this stuff and how we expand the kingdom of God and the gospels covers the earth like the water covers the seas and all this like I get all of that but to see it in this verse I literally never saw this before so I'm going to read it twice the first time I'm going to say to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. That's the key that I was missing. It doesn't, it's in the, in the Geneva that I read all the time. It doesn't word it this way. It makes sense once I know, but it doesn't word it this way. Be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose, which he accomplished. That's a past tense in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Again, 
to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access. So essentially when I talk when we talk about bringing down the rulers and the principalities and the title that Leah put like how do we do this? Well, this is I'm going to let Corey take this away in a second cuz he really has this grasp and I've heard him say this before evangelizing essentially the, the rulers and the principalities in, in high places, but it didn't click and I didn't have a verse to go with it. We are, we are to, our job, this is what you, this is your job to make known, this is the church's job to make known the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't know what his manifold wisdom is. And the manifold mm-hmm. wisdom of God is that from Genesis to Revelation, God has promises for us to walk in and we're not walking in those. So, and so the principalities and powers are laughing at us because we have advanced the kingdom and now we have drawn back. So, so what we, here's what we get from this. I'm going to translate it my way and then let Corey take this away. The mystery is the Gentiles coming in and we are now all the church. The, the revelation red pill basically is the mystery. You could say that. I guess you, I just mean to me that the mystery is that, that Paul's talking about the Gentiles come in. What's the purpose of the mystery? The Gentiles come in, not just to be a part and yay, we get to be a part of this and God loves us so much that he lets us be a part of it. No, he has a purpose for us. The mystery is that is the, the union, right? The fact that we all get to be a part of the church and what's the purpose of that union? What's the purpose of us being in the church of us being grafted in of us being heirs of the promise just so we can be heirs of the promise. No. Our job as Gentiles, we've got a duty. I'm not a, I'm not a Gentile, but you get what I'm saying, right? Our job, we have a purpose here, guys. And it is to make known the infinite wisdom of God to the principalities and rulers in high places. And as we do that, then we are reconciling or manifesting what it means to be back in the garden. Like, like Corey always says, when heaven invades earth, heaven is invading earth and it's been invading earth for 2000 years. The continuation of that prop of that process is our job. So why did we get brought in? What's the whole purpose of why we got brought in? When you're saying you, you, we need to do two things when we say the church, because we need to unbrainwash ourselves from the church and the Jews. Okay. So for, for our own sake, when we say the church, we need to say Jews and non-Jews, the whole church, exactly. the That's whole good. body. And we need to continually say it over and yeah. over and over and so over So what's again. the purpose of us yep. coming together? Remember, if, if A equals B, the Believers. coming together is the mystery. Okay. What's the purpose So that of the church, which is the coming together. Exactly. Yes. We are nothing. Do a thing. We, anybody who's non-Jew is nothing without Jews. Right. We are, to, we are now bonded together as one. And now we... Make known the infinite wisdom of God to the rulers and the principalities. That's our job. Where any Old Testament scriptures go for Jews, we go now. And so it really hit me. And I was like, all we have to do is make this known. That means I go into an area and I just declare I've got it. My being, whether I have to say it, whether I feel it, whether it's an action, whatever it is. The land is mine. The earth is mine. The all nations shall bow to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We are taking over the planet. Corey, go ahead. Take it away, Corey. Okay. All right. So track with me, Michelle, you are on track with something very powerful 
And I actually talked with a minister this past week and I told him the same thing. He sees it to a degree. I was like, why are people not seeing this? I've been saying this. This is the important part. Like you're seeing it, Michelle. You're like, this is our purpose. It says, this is what we're supposed to do. Make this manifold wisdom known to the rulers and principalities in the high places. That's what we're supposed to do. It's our job. Period, period, drop the mic, like get that, okay? And it says this, all right. So I wanna expand it more because the eternal purpose isn't just that Jew and Gentile will come together and then that be it. And right. then we tell everybody exactly. that, okay? The eternal purpose, it it's revealed in Ephesians 1, but even at a higher level, I'll just tell you, and then we'll, I'll, I'll trace it for you. The eternal purpose is that heaven and earth would join back together and everything in heaven and on earth would come together under the authority of Christ Jesus. That's why in Daniel 7, 26 and 27, it says the court will sit, judgment will be passed, his power be taken away. It says, and then the saints will possess all the kingdoms under the whole heavens, right? And all rulers will worship and obey God. So all rulers are to worship and obey God on planet Earth. The time is now. And when that happens, all nations are blessed and the knowledge of the glory begins to fill the earth. Heaven fills the earth. Yes. To where, guys, we don't know exactly what this all looks like yet because our minds can't grasp it because we don't have more of the glory yet. As more of the glory invades in Ephesians 1, you can actually read it to yourself later and see that when the grace of God comes, it brings wisdom. Come on. Wisdom is contained in grace. And as we continue to take these steps towards heaven on earth, we get more grace, we get more wisdom, we see clearer. All right. So we're seeing kind of foggy. We're, we're, we're looking at this thing. Okay, what's he talking about? Eternal mystery. But we're going to get the whole picture. And so look back again with me here. Let's go to Ephesians 3. It says, this is the reason, this verse 1, this is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for the for Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, for surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I wrote above in a few words. All right. And yes, there's a comma and he continues and it, he expands on what he mentioned earlier. That's good. Okay. So he's saying, I wrote something before. The mystery before. And so if it was a letter, maybe it was a long piece of paper. I don't know. But it, it was before. Okay. So if you look in Ephesians 1, and like Michelle said, uh, Michelle Lee, I can't remember which one said this, but read different versions until you get what it under what it says. Yeah. So you get the understanding because the, the, it's in there, but some versions you can't see it until you get multiples and, or until you go to the Greek or Hebrew. Um, and that's why people are always say, oh, this translation, that translation. Well, guess what? The story is in the Bible, all throughout the Bible. There's a storyline that has not been, can, that has not been uh, misconstrued. Okay, so Ephesians 1, let's go to, let's, let's do 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and insight. So there you go. He gave us the grace with all wisdom and insight. So wisdom and insight is within grace. And it says, he has made known to us the mystery of his will. 
There's that word mystery. Okay. According to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. Now, the correct wording is at the culmination of the age. Okay. Which what he was talking about the culmination of the age, the old Mosaic age where the temple was there and they had to worship in the temple. He said, when this culmination of the that age happens, then the mystery will begin to manifest. And that happens. So the mystery is to manifest now, which let's read the mystery. It says, to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Now, let me read it just that last part in the Greek and that is Ephesians 1 9 and 10 it says it says it like this his will or it says we're going to do nine. it says making known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself for the administration of the fullness of time to head up all things in Christ. So this is the mystery. Listen. To head up all things in Christ, mm. both the things in heaven and the things on earth in him. Now, the NIV says it like this. To bring all things in, things in heaven and things on earth together under one head, Christ Jesus. You see how it's so different in all these? So we got to get the understanding. He want the mystery is to bring all things in heaven on. and on earth together. That's why I keep saying heaven infusing earth together under one head, Christ Jesus. So and that word means authority. So everything, the, the mystery he's saying here is that everything is coming under the authority of Christ after that age ends. Okay, that's the kingdom message, right? All rulers will worship and obey God. So that's what we're supposed to make known in the high places that yes, anyone can be brought in to the grace, to the salvation, but specifically to the promise of Abraham, okay, which we I want to interject that in a second, but we make known to the rulers that do not follow God, they are not qualified according to the time we're in, which is the eternal kingdom age. If you don't worship and honor God, you are not allowed to be a ruler on this earth according to the judgment that took place. But the church hasn't known that. We've been like, do we go in all the way? Do we? Is it now? Is it later? No, it's now. They're not supposed to be there. Only the children of God are to manifest and be the leaders of these nations. So I'll pause there. But I, there's one other part. It says, let, let me just say it real fast. And then I'll pause. It says in, in chapter three, where you were talking, <clears throat> Michelle, it says that is, it says, in verse 5, it says, in former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. So you have to catch this by the Spirit tonight. Come on. The importance, Father, let them catch the importance of this. It says, that is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs. All right, let's look at that word, heirs. Right? Members of the same body and sharers in the promise. Okay, so circle promise. That's the thing we keep talking about. That's what my book talks about, my course. I'm always talking about the promise, the blessing, the promise, promise, promise. Remember, Christ died so that we would receive the promise of Abraham, Galatians 3.13. Now, if you look at Romans 4.13 in the NLT, 
it nails it. It says, clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not based on God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. Clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants. So the manifold wisdom we need to make known to these rulers is, hey, there are descendants of Abraham right now who have a blessing and we have a promise. This earth is ours. If you don't know God, you're not qualified. And now that's one avenue. Clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants. Clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants. Mm our right relationship with God. So being a friend of God, trusting God like Abraham did, you have the faith of Abraham, you got to promise that the earth is yours. Only we have that promise. Evildoers do not. They only got in there because the church didn't understand why Christ died on a cross. They understood the salvation, not the kingdom, not the dominion. No, that's so good. You know, Serge, do you have anything you want to jump in on? Yeah, go ahead. Hold up, on mute. I said the way I see this is that in the way I see it, it's it's already been done. It We have full access. The access to all this has already been granted. We, we just have to step into it, align ourselves with it. it. It's already been laid open. But I think, as Corey said before, is I, I felt this strongly, and I should have stopped you guys when you started reading again, but you have to settle that. That, that first and foremost, you have to settle it, that this promise is for you. And if that promise is for you, all that other stuff you've been being taught about the destruction and all, and I don't want to keep harping on that, but I do want to make it a point. Mm-hmm. Like Corey said, I just feel really Holy Spirit on it when you guys were hitting it a while ago. But you have to sell it, settle it. It has to be settled in you that this is truth. And this is the way God wants it. He wants to restore the earth. He already has, but he needs us to like manifest it. And, the, and the, its access is granted, but it starts with believing what we have. And if we're believing that it's going to be taken away, then you cannot inherit the blessing. You cannot inherit the land if you believe it's going to be taken away. It's double-minded and it will not work. You have to settle that in you. That's correct. And you can't believe the enemy can overcome you. Jesus said you have power over all the powers of the enemy. But what's the church believing and declaring? And they're they're declaring the wrong thing. Oh, the enemy is going to come after me for this one. Never say that. It's against what Jesus said. And that's double mindedness. How are you going to possess a nation, possess a land? And you think the, the devil still has power against you. No, we have power over all the powers of the enemy. We have actually the, the correct way of saying it is we have authority over all the powers of the enemy. Yep. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So you scratch out believing the enemy can cause you any problems and be his problem. Right. Oh, and start problem. speaking because everything is going to try to stop you from speaking, even your own self. But like you said, as the scriptures say, we have to start proclaiming this to the principalities and powers. And we proclaim it not only in word, but in deed. But it starts with our words. Yeah. No, it does. It starts with our words. I, w- I want to say amen to that, Serge. You know, I want to read something to you guys. Um, Michelle and I did a show on the Barbary Wars. And if you're not familiar with the Barbary Wars, 
Thomas Jefferson owned a Quran. Why did Thomas Jefferson own a Quran? Well, because in the late 1700s, uh, three or four Muslim countries were waging a little bit of a piracy jihad uh, on Christian nations, uh, not just America, but Sweden, Denmark, the uh, United Kingdom. And they were doing so because they said the Quran told them to. Thomas Jefferson wanted to read the Quran to figure out what their prophet was telling them. So uh, he went to war because these, we went to war. It was the first war that we ever fought as a nation because these Muslim uh, nations were capturing our ships and enslaving people. Uh, the the Barbary um, nations, you guys know the song from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Tripoli was a Muslim nation, and that were part they were that were Muslim pirates that were um, capturing Christian ships. And the uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, they couldn't understand. Like, we're not, we're not like those Christian nations of the Crusades. Like, we're not at war with you. Can you stop, um, you know, you, you know, stealing our, our, our sailors? There was actual uh, big giant missionary funds set up to redeem these sailors uh, out of slavery. I, I think that it was over 1.5 million um Europeans were taken as slaves by these Muslim pirates. And in the Treaty of Tripoli that the United States made with these the Muslims and there and they're basically like, we don't want to fight you anymore. We don't want to we don't want to give you any more money. Can we just stop this? They said America is not it is in no way a Christian nation. And um, what they meant by that was it they in no way a Christian nation as in we are not waging war with Islam that way that it has been done in the past. Many people had issue took issue with that. And the the Constitution uh forbids the federal government from from establishing a religion. It does. We can't establish a religion because they didn't want to be like France or the United Kingdom, which went back and forth. You have to understand that just a hundred years before um, the, that England was going back and forth and back and forth between Catholicism and Protestantism. And if you were a Catholic at one point, you were kicked out of the country. If you were a Protestant, you were arrested um, and they went back and forth. So that's that the federal government does not have a official religion that it imposes on the people. But we are a Christian nation. And, but what's interesting is that they gave that power to the states. And to prove that to you, uh, the North Carolina Constitution of 1835 says, no person who shall deny the truth of the Christian religion shall be capable of holding any office. The Maryland Constitution of 1851 no other tests ought to be required than a declaration of the belief of the Christian religion. You have to believe in Jesus in Maryland or North Carolina. In fact, it was the state's jealousy, jealous desire to keep religion under their jurisdictions that motivated this, the states to insist that the First Amendment prohibit the federal government from, from intermeddling with their restraints on religion. Because when the settlers were coming over here from England, they would literally set up whole denominations. Like you could only be Anglican in one state. You could only be a Congregationalist in one state. And the states actually had a, had the ability to set up. And so I just want you guys to know that historically, our founding fathers believed what Corey just said. We're not 
proposing something strange. And the, those who believe that Christ is king and that Christianity and Christians should be in office, they will manifest that. And the founding fathers, they did that. I'm telling, I'm going to read it one more time. North Carolina Constitution, 1835. No person who denies the truth of the Christian religion shall be capable of holding any office. That's who said exactly, that? that's the North Carolina Constitution of 1835. Do you know who wrote it by chance? The people who drafted the North Carolina okay. Constitution. Okay. Yeah. No, that's super awesome. And then these, here's the thing most state constitutions had either um, you had to be a Christian or you had to believe in God. We were reading one constitution yesterday and it said, you need to believe in Jesus Christ. But if you are of Jewish faith, you can still hold office. If you believe in a future state of rewards and punishments, you must believe in a divine God and that there will be a res like a resurrection of the dead. You have to believe that there's a heaven and hell basically. Okay, if you're Jewish, I get you don't believe in Jesus, but you have to at least believe that there's a, he a heaven and Which hell. is really interesting because we have Jewish friends that do not believe in hell or really even so much of a heaven, like a little bit, but mostly for but sure will no be, hell. They said that each person who's holding office has to believe that God is watching them. So, Tom, so John Adams says our constitution was only made for a religious and moral people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. They constantly were talking about a system of rewards and punishments. You had to believe, you had to believe that God was watching you. So I want to insert something. And you something. would be judged by God for every idle word you spoke. This is a good topic and not exactly where I thought we were going to go tonight, but this is worth noting. As the body of Christ, at least as I was growing up, we work so hard to try to be magnanimous, to try to be fair, to see, listen, I can see how we can't make this a theocracy. You know, it's not a theocracy in the sense that there's one, you know, denomination or whatever that rules the United States, but there's one king that rules the entire world and all governments will align with God. And it is our job, as we just read in, Ephes in Ephesians 3.10, to make that known, right, amongst many other things, but to make that known to the rulers and principalities. I, I didn't write it, okay? So there's no, like, well, we have to be fair. We can't just exclude people that aren't Christians from holding office. You want to bet? You can. You're supposed to. And that, I'm glad you brought that evidence because, thank you, this isn't a strange thing. Thank you, God. Most people think, where are you getting this strange idea that God's people are supposed to be in charge? I'm like, where are you getting this strange idea that they're not? Come on and preach it. Right. <laughs> so sorry, I felt that a different one. A different I perspective on that is like this. When you understand what righteousness brings, righteousness brings life. It produces life. That's Come the on. fruit of righteousness is life. And unrighteousness produces death. When you understand that that is literally how it manifests on this earth, mm. then you see why it's so important to have righteous men in government. Yes. Because if they are, and they rule righteously under the king of kings, then it's going to produce a land of fruit, mm. a land of abundance. But if you have unrighteous people in government, look around you. Right. Yeah. No, and I will just read just a little bit more on that, and then we can move on. Um the North Carolina Constitution of 1835 
actually says more that no person who shall deny the being of God or the truth of the Christian religion or the divine authority of either the Old or New Testaments shall be capable of holding any office in this state. So you couldn't deny the divine authority of the Old and New Testament. Um, and then this, the Maryland Constitution of 1851, that no other test ought to be required than the declaration of a belief in the Christian religion. And if the party shall profess to be a Jew, the declaration shall be of his belief in a future state of rewards and punishments. And I have updated that in the blog, so you guys can can take that. And I'll put a uh, a link here because that's from William Federer's blog on the Treaty of Tripoli. Well, I, I want to say something on that because, you know, I would even take it a step farther. You have to believe in Jesus as Lord. You have to actually confess Jesus is your Lord mm. um, because he is Lord. And he is king of kings. And you have to be born again. And you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit of mm -hmm. promise. <laughs> okay? You have to have the promise. You have to have given your full self to God. And you have to have proven yourself to God. He actually does test people, by the way. Uh, Luke 19, the parable of the, the stewards. He tests. And once you pass the test, says, well done. Take charge or government of cities. So he's always wanted us to take charge in the spanish bible it says take government of 10 cities mm -hmm. and that wasn't figurative that wasn't some you know weird wording he actually meant take charge of cities because the promise was you'll possess the cities of your enemies mm -hmm. and so he tests people and you, what they're saying the, the righteous have to lead and people say well no one is righteous no not one okay that was old testament it says, but now we are the righteousness mm -hmm. of God in Christ. Come on. In Christ. So you can't have someone that's a Jew that denies Jesus as Lord, as leader. Why? Because they haven't been born again. You must believe in Jesus as the Son of God, firstborn Son of God, to be born again. And when you get born again, you're born from above, and you have the frequency of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And you can crush any evil that comes at you. You need to be equipped and trained, not just declare, oh, God is a creator. I mean, that's a good start, but it needs to be more intense than that. Yeah. We can't give any space for anyone without the blessing, without the promise, without knowledge yeah. of God's plan. We can't let them be leaders because what are they trying? Where are they going to lead? Yeah. So I'll read a little bit more. Um, can from can I say something ahead. to yeah, that right. real quick? So Leah and Michelle told me a little story one time where... Because what you're saying, Corey, yes, and we have to proclaim that. And this story just came to me that you guys told me one time of you guys being at an Ohio rally or something. And they had a lot of people who were running for office governor, there. For governor. Yeah. yeah. And if I remember, Leah had a, was in a group of them and started saying, listen, you cannot run this country unless you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was, yeah, it was Michelle and I, we had just gotten done interviewing uh, Jim Renacy. He was running for governor and we were hoping to oust Mike DeWine and we weren't ready in Ohio for a righteous leader. No, we didn't have, we didn't really have a, a choice here, but yeah, we were kind of, we were put in Ohio politics last year and the Holy Spirit had come on us. Uh, Ron Hood and Candace Keller are two spirit filled believers and they had served in the Ohio house and they were running for governor, lieutenant governor. And we were interviewing Ron Hood and he said, the seats 
The governor's seat doesn't matter who sits in it. It's demonically held. It's held by a principality in power. Anybody who sits in it, Democrat or Republican, is going to make the same decisions. And Candace Keller had said the same thing about the Speaker of the House, that we are a Republican state. We're a Republican uh, majority in the, the House and the Senate and the governorship, but we can't get anything passed. Why can't we do it? And she said the Speaker of the House is the most powerful person in our state, more powerful than the governor. They control what bills come to the floor at all. So if we want an abortion, an anti-abortion bill, it can't be passed, even if we have the majority of people who want it to be passed, because if the Speaker doesn't bring it up to be voted on. And the last three of our four Speakers of the House, all Republicans, all quote-unquote professing Christians— have had to resign because of corruption, and one of them is going to jail for corruption. Embezzling. And Embezzling. And just was- so, so the punchline of what Serge just gave there is while we were there, we also met a man who's now become a very well, dear friend of ours. I just finished with Candace Keller. She had said the speaker's seat yes. is, is a principality in power and held demonically. Yes. They all are, but yes. And so we met Neil Peterson, who was running for governor as an independent and was not in our primary. So we had just met Neil. And prayed with him and found out that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. So I've got Candace and Ron that are filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got Neil who's filled with the Holy Ghost. And he's running with it. And, and we're at a reawakened tour in Canton. We're at a reawakened tour yeah. in Canton, Ohio is where we were at. And then Jim Renacy was wanting. We interviewed him. And, uh, and, and we were talking to him after the interview. And he's trying to convince us that he's the guy. He's the one. And so that's, I'm like, I'm just like, but, and we're telling him we're supporting Candace and Ron at that moment we were. And so I said, we're supporting Candace and Ron. Let me tell you why. Because they're filled with the Holy Ghost. And I said, Jim, these seats are demonically held. You have to be able to cast the devil out. And he goes, well, he's Catholic. He said, well, I could hire an exorcist. And I looked at him and I said, no, Jim, you have to be able to do it. And you're only going to be able to do it. If you're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it was one of those things. And we were in a gymnasium and it was really loud. And I, and I, you know, we were in, it was, that was the green room essentially. And I know everybody heard me kind of shouting at this guy who had served in our Congress, U.S. Congress for eight years. Okay. And I'm shouting. He had the largest car dealership in the Shouting state. this at this guy, not even realizing what's happening. It was just the Holy Ghost. And then we spent... Another, I don't know how long, talking to his running mate about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and so to, to your point of everything that you're getting at, you know, we have to be able to speak the truth to these people who would like to be in positions of authority. Is that what you were getting at? Sarah? That's what I was getting at. You proclaimed what it's going to take to run a nation and change the direction of it. And not only that, fruit came of it, if I remember. A guy or two contacted you later and said, hey... I'd like to talk more about what you were telling us. Yes, yes. And and yeah. so, Corey, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about we have to take it a step further. What I'm reminded of is a more perfect union. So our founding fathers, they set out to form a more perfect union. I believe that they understand, uh, understood way better the kingdom message than we do. Mm -hmm. That it is something that is, what is the kingdom of God like? It grows, it expands, it becomes more perfect. And so they, a lot of these people in the founding of our nation with these state constitutions, they were forming what they thought was a more perfect union, but I believe it was open to becoming even more perfect. The problem with where we're at right now is that we have gone back beyond, Be beyond. we have to get at the very minimum, yeah. at the very minimum 
to where they were, where you have to at least be a professing Christian and, and all the things that we just read. But Corey Gray is like he always says on the show and on the Kingdom Roundtable, let's take it to the next level. The next level is that honestly, guys, we are going to get to the place where you have to be a born again believer in Jesus and Christ. And why and how, you know why and how? Because we will be voting the way we need to be voting. I, I live in a house of five people. Uh, let's say I need to send one person from my house to go represent me. I'm going to pick the right person for the right job at that moment. Let's say I get together with Corey's church and Serge's church, and we're all in agreement on one thing, but we need to go to a convention and we need to send one representative. We're going to pick the best person. The problem is, is that our whole system doesn't work the way it was set up to, to work. Um, we're going to teach a constitutional class to kids, and I'm going to explain to them uh, how the Senate was set up and how the House of Representatives was set up. Every single state gets uh, two representatives, no matter how big they are. If you have a family of 10, you get one representative, let's say, for the Senate. If you have a family of two, you get one representative. The House of Representatives is based on how many people you have. If you have a church, let's do churches. Let's say your church has 1,000 members. Well, there's another church that only has uh, 100 members. Okay, so in the House of Representatives, the, the church with a, a thousand members gets more representatives. And it's supposed to even out and equal out so that states, the reason there's supposed to be two senators per state is so that each individual state, which is supposed to be run kind of like a country, um, has a representative. Has and just as strong of a stance. And you are supposed to, and the way that the declaration was set up and the, the, the way the Constitution is set up, Okay, it was divinely set up. You're supposed to prefer the best person in the room who's going to be, have, as, as Serge always talks, uh, talks about, he's going to have a really good reputation for being honest, for being kind, for being really good in his community, for loving his family. And you know them. Like, you need to know the people that you represent. And the problem we have this big federal government, you've never met your representative and you never will. And so all of that, I think... The, the reason why we're doing tonight's show is, all right, so how do we manifest what we're talking about? So yes. we started to do with uh, Neil Peterson, who's running for governor. I had a vision when he was running um, and we helped to get signatures and we really wanted him to get on the ballot and he didn't get on the ballot. They kept his signatures from him. But I had, had a vision that he wasn't going to get on the ballot. And I had a vision of Mike DeWine going one direction, but I had, a, I saw seated in heaven um, eight seats. I don't know if it was seven, 12 seats, but I saw, I remember, I specifically remember a blonde woman with short blonde hair and Neil Peterson and, and Candace Keller and Ron Hood and real governors. And I said, we can and shall govern from the heavenlies and it will manifest in the earth. And so what Neil Peterson has been doing um, and what some of these other, what we're trying to get going here in Ohio, and a lot of people are kind of getting on, it's a little bit slow going, but we're doing it, um, is we are just taking back our state. We're doing it by prayer rallies. Um, we're, uh, we've, Michelle and I have done several candidate Patriot Candidates events where we get together and we pray. Uh, we had, with his glory, a giant revival in September um, where we brought together, it was very unique. A bunch of representatives from Ohio, a bunch of kind of reawakened speakers and the anointing. And um, 
we, we brought, equipped the saints for the work of the we ministry. We equipped the saints for the work of the ministry, and we sent them out. And what we said to this 2,000 uh, number of people, if not more, we didn't count, but it was more than we'd uh, imagined. The whole tent was overflowing. We It was absolutely insane how many people showed up out of nowhere. The Holy Spirit brought them into this field at Neil Peterson's church. Um, the Amish lady sold out all her baked goods, and I have no idea how, because she brought literally a chuck full. She did. There's so much food. But... Um, we said, you guys, you guys are going to go out. You guys are going to make the change in, in, in just your workplace, in, in your, with your school or with your kids, in your families. And those people went out from there with a mission. You are called. You have the abilities. You pray in the spirit. You wake up every day. As soon as your feet hit the floor, what is my mission? We Paul is not somebody that we read about. Paul is an example for us to be. He says, I was called. He says, even though all the craziness that Paul went through with persecuting Christians, he says, I was called to do this. I was called, I was commissioned as an apostle to the Gentiles to make known the mystery. To uh, That's what he was called to do and he did it to the nth degree. This guy died like a hundred times. He was beaten, he was imprisoned and nothing could stop him from fulfilling that divine mission. He was beaten, he went to jail, he, was in, he spent a night and a day in the deep in the sea. He was bitten by a snake and everybody thought he was going to die. And God turned what was evil into good because... He didn't die, and then everybody on the Isle of Crete got healed and saved. It was a fantastic revival. You can be a Paul. You should be a Paul. And this is something interesting. You have to understand. When Paul was brought forth uh, before um, one of the other Roman people, you guys, I'm horrible with names. Um, is, this, is, is this the guys that have turned the whole world upside down? <laughs> is that it? They have, they had, why did they turn the whole world upside down? Because they were going around saying, oh, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. They turned the whole world upside down because they were preaching the gospel. They went in yes. and you know what they said? Jesus Ain't no king, king but Jesus. Yes. Ain't no king but Jesus. Caesar's not king. That's why they got, they got arrested. No king but Jesus. And then they took it the next level. Your gods that you're worshiping, they're not gods. They're nobodies. In fact, they're satanic. I want to I want to read this comment. Um, and if you guys have something to say, you can take it away after this uh, and jump in here. But Isaiah 41 10 says, so the kingdom of God was expanding and then it retracted. That could be an indefinite pattern. I'm assuming we get over the hump at some point. That's not exactly what I mean, because the Bible says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. There's no contracting. The, the kingdom the, is the bigger earth, than just the, America. Thank you. Okay. And so it made, it didn't, it didn't stop expanding. Okay. Right. We kind of backtracked a little bit in the United States, but that means somewhere else got it even bigger. Okay. Because the kingdom just continues to 30,000 people are getting saved in China However, however, I do believe it's interesting that you bring up the word hump. Because I think the reason why the body of Christ feels more fervor that these are the last days than ever before is because it is the last days of the end time message. And that is what they're feeling right now. And I yeah. think that my yeah. spirit says that we are about to, if, if the kingdom of God is like anything that expands, expands until there is going to be a fulfillment of an eradication of all evil on the earth at some point. Okay, there is a halfway point at that time or at some point in there, there's going to be a halfway if we're looking at percentage. All right. Um, I don't know where we are, but something tells me we're really close to a hump point. I just I feel it in my spirit. And once it flips, 
it's we're we're and I think that the key, the reason why this is happening is because the modern end times theory is the only thing holding us back from That's just it. running like a like well, a jet. I want to read a few of these yeah. quotes of, about that. No, I, well, if they have something to say after all that that you just okay. said there. Okay. Serge, Corey. I'm good. I think I, I do have some things to say, but I'm not going to say them yet. But I do feel at some point I want, the reason I brought up your testimony was because I want to show people how ways that we've seen it start to work and I know Corey has one where they tried to kick missionaries out of his country and he stood up against that too and it changed. And that's an awesome testimony too. And that just shows, uh, uh, it just shows a taste of what it looks like. How do we actually do this? Yeah. We can just go there now because your quotes aren't going anywhere. Well, this, uh, well, let me read a couple because okay. these yeah, are just a it. couple that I want to read so you guys can understand that there were people who did this. And yeah. because of the education system, the I, what the public school system has done is it it tell it takes away all the stuff that you would you would normally use to move the gospel forward. So, for example, the Treaty of Paris, which ended the Revolutionary War, which was ratified by the Congress of the Confederation on January 14, 70, 1784, stated, "In the name of the Most Holy and Undivided Trinity." It having pleased divine providence, God, to depose the uh, the hearts of the most serene and most potent Prince George III by the grace of God, King of Britain, France, Ireland, Defender of the Faith, and of the United States, to forget all past misunderstandings and differences done at Paris this day uh, of September in the uh, year of our Lord, 1783. So you have in this treaty a forgiveness. We're going to get back. We're going forward. You're the defender of the faith. King George, okay, we're going to pick bygones being bygones, and God has done this. This is the duty of all nations to acknowledge God, that even in this one treaty, they're acknowledging the hand of God, okay? The Congress of the Confederation, July 13, 1787, passed the Ordinance of the Government of the Territory of the United States in the Northwest of Ohio, the Northwest Ordinance. And it's, uh, number one, it prohibited slavery, but it says... For extending the fundamental principles of civil and religious liberty. And it said, religion and morality, when you see religion put in Christianity, Christianity and morality and knowledge being necessary to good government and happiness of mankind, schools and every means of education shall forever be encouraged to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also in 1787, the Congress of Confederation designated special lands for the sole use of Christian Indians and the Moravian Brother Missionaries for civilizing the Indians by promoting Christianity. That'll get you kicked off the internet. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, there was no record of any objection to the U.S. Constitution, ending with the phrase, done in convention by the unanimous consent of the states, and it says, in the year of our Lord. You have to understand, when everything was written in the year of the Lord, it, mean, it meant Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In Dece on December 3rd, 1803, the Congress of the United States of America ratified a treaty with the Kaskia Indian tribe. Two similar treaties were made with the Wyandots and the Cherokees, whereas the greater part of the said tribe have been baptized and received into the Catholic Church, to which they are much attached. The United States will give annually for seven years $100 toward the support of a priest for the religion. To, you know what? If I don't care what you're doing. You're loving Jesus. We're going to help support that. Um, so these are just a few things that are 
our nation has done to, to promote and to push the gospel, to push Christianity. And we yeah. did. And when did it stop? When did this forward movement stop? Well, you could say there's a lot of things that happened in the 1850s, but I would say by and large, Christians stopped engaging with the end times theory. That's good. In the early 1900s, for sure. You mean they so, stopped engaging? Engaging with the culture, engaging with the world. They were like, oh, we can't do that Christian stuff. We've gotten so far away from that that you can't even, you don't even have prayer in schools. That's a joke. The Northwest Ordinance says that every school is supposed to promote Christianity. Like, people yeah. are so brainwashed by the enemy that they don't even, these are, you can look these up. It's real, legit history. So I want to say something here. Serge stirred up something important. And so just how we talked about the bodega, storehouse, you know, treasure house, and you guys were already doing that to a degree from your hearts. Just you were already on the right track by what God has put in you. So what I'm hearing is you're already doing something very right without even realizing it. And what I heard God say, Leah, is ask you to map out the thrones. Mm, I got this what's on my Specifically, neck. Leah, because you just said something. This throne is demonically held. Like, they all knew it, all right? But then there was this speaker of, of the house, I think it was mm -hmm. what you said, in that state that was the, – the cases had to go to her first, and I, I saw the same thing in Missouri. And before they're even presented on the floor. The speaker right? controls everything. That's happening right now in the state of Missouri. Tom Renz, they're trying to get past a bill that every uh, all meat has to be labeled if it has yeah. mRNA. It's and I'm on it, too, with the governor and uh, Andrew Bailey, the attorney general. It's and, already. And so Who's holding it up? The Speaker yeah, of the House. Will exactly. Bring it forward. So that's why you a could Republican. map this stuff out. And what your dream, what you said in your dream, can you say that one more time about? Yeah, I had a vision of a, of a yes. the table in the sky is white and there were governors in the state of Ohio seated, at the table. seated. And we govern from these heavenly places. Stop thinking of elections. The elections will manifest when we govern in the heavenlies. Mm. Okay, so we, just how Michelle was declaring in that, place to that governor you have to be filled with the holy ghost okay what you got in that vision is a declaration that we can make in those places these seats are governed by the heavenlies and it will manifest in the earth there yes. will be no one except a son or daughter of god filled with the holy ghost that governs in this place but we have to be the light in that place that's why it says you have to make known the manifold wisdom of god to the rulers in the high places bingo so you have to go into that place and make what you just said known <laughs> all right and that declaration goes forth and is extremely powerful so that's a practical thing now the reason why michelle is saying the the end times is holding people back she didn't say her david uh i, I know who Not that is back. just ignore him I'm i know who it. that is he sits around it. and Hi, people it's it's it means we're on track the fact that he's doing that so i'm excited thank you david for 
for proving the point. We've had a lot of David types over the years on Resistance Chicks. I'm used to them. David, I'm really glad you're here, buddy. What? Yeah. There's a fire. It's okay. It can't be put out. No, let's not give it no time. Let me, let me explain something. So the reason why the modern end times theory of rapture and end times has been holding the church back is because they say, forget this world, just give me Jesus. They let evil rule because they think the more dark it gets, that will bring Jesus. You manifest what you speak. Right. Okay. And so the other reason why we need to move as a unit, it doesn't, we don't have to have all the churches, all the believers figure this out, but you, who said this about, it was Jason. He said, it's like whack-a-mole. You can't yeah. just have one person going around shouting all this out because then everyone goes at that one. But if you have nine people show up saying the same thing, you, it, it can't be stopped. If you have all the speakers and all these meetings mapped out and we all move forward at the same time and make that same declaration, what effect do you think that would have? Can I, this is, this is happening right now. Michelle and I meet with people from all over the, the country, okay? Um, the state of Tennessee is working on a really great uh, monetary bill. They just banned genital mutilation for children. Um, I believe that some of our declarations last year that we did, when we got together, we got together every candidate that would come running for office before the primaries, and we asked God to take over and to bring his candidates forth. Um, we... When we brought together everybody in the Ohio rally, we were we we were making these declarations, and I will tell you something: Ohio passed a heartbeat bill. Listen to this: that there would be no abortions after uh, a heartbeat is detected, and everybody swore up and down, it Leah Michelle, that's going to be stuck forever in the courts. It's passed. Yeah, Candace Keller helped get that passed. She brought it forth for like the third or fourth time and it finally passed. Um, and everybody mocked it and said, yeah, but it's not a law right now because it's just stuck in the courts. Well, we started to make that declaration and Roe v. Wade was overturned last year and that heartbeat bill instantly within days was in effect in Ohio. Yeah, so right. don't tell me this doesn't work. We just need to do it. And it actually works for people who believe in the yep. end times theory if they start to speak it out. Because I have people with us who still believe that Jesus is coming back, but they, that he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride and the world's going to get awesome before he does. And I'm, you know what? I can work with those people. And we are yes. working with those people because we are manifesting the presence and the power of God. We, need, we are speaking life. We have said this. The seat in Ohio... That that seat, whoever is in that seat is going to do what God says in, That's in our what we've Senate seat declaring that yep. seat. So, whoever in that seat is going to do exactly what God says. This and that's so, guys. We feel so, guys. This is so important, and I know that there, Leah had a whole other way that this show is going to go, and we'll get to some of that eventually. But this is vital because we're talking about elections, and we've got 2024 coming up, and there's a lot of things. I think even for a lot of people, um, they there were some uh, elections that happened on Tuesday. I, I, listen. We get so frustrated because it feels like no matter what we do, they keep beating us in that realm. Because we're fighting in flesh and blood. Because we're fighting in flesh and blood. And the key is to, like uh, Sir or Corey just kind of challenged Leah to do, map out these seats and then we take them and we pick them off spiritually one by one. And, you know, what we did at the Patriot Candidates event, both times that we did this, 
God laid it on my heart to tell everybody, we need to have a Justice and Matthias moment. What happened when Judas betrayed Jesus, it left a vacancy and they had to fill it with somebody. So they brought forth two of their best candidates. Best guys. They, they're bringing forth the best of the best who had been there through the thick and the thin. Now, Matthias yeah. was chosen. But that doesn't mean that Justice wasn't an awesome dude, okay? Justice was probably great, but he wasn't the one that God chose. So what happens is we go into these elections with our minds thinking we're going to choose who we feel is best or who we even think God has chosen his best, but really we're choosing in our flesh and we're not really going to God saying, God, we're choosing people that have already chosen themselves in the flesh. Exactly. God, who do you want in this position? If you're desperate just for an R by their name. Come on. It's not enough. It's not Listen, working. Ohio shows you that just we choosing have, an R doesn't work. We have people that will vote, that did vote for Mike DeWine because they were so afraid that a Democrat would win. And they thought that that was their Christian vote. Let me tell you something, Michelle. You can't just write in a write in a, a candidate. You can't just vote I'm for the independent. I'm not voting for Mike Dwine. I didn't vote for Mike Dwine. We make our vote in heavenly places. We do yeah. not make our and so that. Why did and, we lose? Quote unquote. Why did we lose in 2020? Because we made our votes in the earth and not in heavenly places. You can do both. That's fine. Make your vote in the earth. But if you're not making okay. that vote and casting that vote if, before are. God. It Man. doesn't I heard do something anything. so close to that today, by God. Come on. Go ahead, Corey or Serge. Run mm. away with it. I'm no, just it's just exactly that. He he won in the flesh. <laughs> yes. Oh, These so people win in the flesh because we made it about a fleshly game instead of king of kings. And saying, hey, Father, this is who we hope for. Show us who is the candidate, who is the leader. But that's okay. why we can't be so fleshly. That's why you have to be spirit-filled. Yep. That's why there, God has a structure also for his kingdom because those who are qualified, right, like the apostles, they were qualified to choose the other one, okay? So there has to be a group of believers that can be still, pray with God together, and actually discern who is the candidate. Yep. And it has to happen in every state, in every city, Pe most people cannot be calm to even hear God. You they can't it. shut things off for five minutes. How yeah. you won't hear God very well, very clear. You have to get quiet with him and go walk around. Like tonight, I'm probably going to go walk for an hour by myself. I do that. I, I'm sometimes like, I have to hear you, God. Yes. I have to hear you. I'm going to walk till I hear you. Yes. We have to be serious about this so that yes. we hear God. For what the next steps are. And he's laying them out. Leah is saying they're doing what, what God wants done already. And we just need to, to realize how to do it efficiently. Because there is a strategy. There is a way to win this that is foolproof. Okay? He'll I'm show so you how to do this. He will show you how to yes. do this. You know, last year... We got hooked up with Candace Keller. We got invited out of the blue by somebody we didn't know, uh, Mark Pierce, to go speak at Gateway Church and their um, uh, their patriot group uh, that the church kind of helps facilitate or helps facilitate. And we met Candace Keller there, and we the 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 burden that I had last year was so intense that I barely slept for a year. Um, what we did last year is I 
we had never put on an event a day in our life and we put on four five in a year how is that even possible how did the how did the finances come in for that god because god wanted us to do something and he he had he had prepared us and he kept telling us over and over again and he put it that these seats are demonically held this is how we're going to do this and he prepared us and the go ahead and you guys are being prepared for this right now. This is how we, we do it. You go into the, the presence of the power of God. You, I would say this. Ask him for your commission. Mm, yes, mm, that's mm. it. Okay. What is, because we're not all called to, to just be scatterbrained no. yeah. and start shooting brrr, machine guns everywhere. Okay. When I went to Tulsa and we got to stay at Sturge's house uh, in 2021, the burden that God put on me, and I'm talking, there are burdens that are good burdens, okay, but it's intense. The burden that was burning inside of me that would not be quenched was go and tell every pastor that you can that's spirit-filled in Tulsa that you guys are so good at healing cancer. You guys are so good at let you will pray with somebody for years and years and you will speak to that cancer and you say, you have no place here. You have no authority here. You will pray for healing They'll cast and you out will devils. believe it. And I said, look at Congress pastors as cancer. Nobody. And I saw a vision of the house representatives with like two people left in it and the Senate completely wiped out because we are going to kick out the cancer in the House of Representatives and in the Senate and in the White House. And we have to say it and we have to believe it. And if none of those people are filled with the power of God, if they are cancerous, they then they got to go. And so I was saying, I was telling this to all these spirit-filled, miracle-believing ministers that you have a job for you and your congregation to speak to the yes. principalities and powers in Washington to say this House of Representatives is yep. going to be filled with godly Christian men and women. There will be no unbeliever here. There will be nothing undefiled in here. This is the new Jerusalem. Only right. holiness and righteousness and the decisions made here will be the decisions made in heaven. And all of heaven and earth will rejoice because we are going to have good, righteous men and women in these places of authority. And we've been speaking, I've been speaking every night to the Federal Reserve. You have no power you have no authority you're coming down in the name of jesus i've been speaking to the cia you you are you are completely demolished you are not set up by god you have no power you have no authority i've been speaking to the fbi you were not set up by god you were set up to survey uh, americans and to take out people you didn't like like jfk and mlk okay you have no power and authority here we have good government we have good laws and you begin to speak it and you begin to manifest it. And you ask God, what is my assignment today? To make known the infinite manifold wisdom of God to the rulers and principalities. And that's what we do. So when Leah's talking about speaking it out, we're going in and we're making it known. We are yes. making it known. All right. Yep. That is our job. That is how we do it. You want an instruction manual. And I see out of the corner of my eye, Serge has some fire he's going to run with on this. But this is our job. This is what we do. You have to speak it out. Serge, what do you got? Well, on that right there, you can't underestimate the, I would say, the foundation, the basics, which is like your prayer, your declarations, your standing boldly. Um, like speaking the word of God, you cannot, that's where it starts. If, if you may not have 
a governmental influence or whatever and all that, but you do have it in the quiet place, mm. in the secret room. And, and that's powerful. That's no little thing. That's huge. And, you know, Michelle, where are you seated? In Christ, Heavenly where places, are you seated? Man. Yes. Right next so to you, one brother. of the promises is that he places us high above the nations of the earth. Mm. We're not under this nation. That's right. Ooh. We're above it. And like you're saying, you're talking to the CIA. You're making your declarations toward the government. Why? Because you're ruling from up here. You're it's not under, under my the feet, government. Literally, sir. Right. We're not citizens of this earth, it says. That's right. We're citizens of heaven. That's where we rule from. That's where we make our declarations from. That's where that's where we pray from. We pray from that governmental place. We don't pray from pray from the place that we are here on this earth. We pray from that citizenship, that kingship that we reign above the nations of the earth. We we direct it. What we bind, what we loose. Mm. That's where it starts. And I would say this, that there's not a nation on this earth that is more powerful than the nation that we represent, the kingdom of God. That's, right. That's what we represent. That's what we bring. That's what we manifest. And I'm done with the flip-flop. I really am. I'm done with the flip-flop. But once, once we take that place and start ruling from that place, that's where there won't be this. It'll be this. We'll start taking off. You know what I mean? Are you guys ready for uh, Ephesians 3.15? Michelle, why don't you read Ephesians 3.15 sure. through 23? Because guess what? I got good news for you. Paul already shows us how to do it. He already lays out a prayer, uh, an outline, as you will. I pray this prayer over people that I love dearly. Uh, this is one of those prayers that is a perfect prayer. When you don't know what to pray for somebody, you pray Ephesians 15 through Ephesians, um, Ephesians 3 right yeah 15 through um well you got to start with 14 it's an incomplete sentence in 15 okay unless you're in unless you're in another chapter are you sure you're not in four I am in Ephesians 1 I'm sorry <laughs> Ephesians like, wait, 1 right. 15 through 23 there you go now I'm we're back better. at Ephesians 1 sorry therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in so all. So he's speaking to this age and then he's speaking to after AD 70 when things kind of flip. Okay. He is, he's king now and he's king when the temple falls and Jerusalem falls, he is king. And so when you pray, I pray, I always pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they will know the hope of their calling and the riches and glory and the inheritance for all the saints. You would know. And so I'm going to pray over you right now that you would know the hope of your calling. 
and the and the eyes of your understanding deep inside your soul would be filled with the wisdom of God and you would understand the inheritance of the saints you would grasp it deep inside of your soul and it would manifest in your life in every single area and the giftings and the callings that you have you will know what those are you will see with heaven's eyes you will hear with heaven's ears and when you speak you will speak with heaven's words in Jesus name Corey Gray. So, yeah, Leah, what you were doing in Tulsa, I just want to throw this out there for you guys to hear. We are to evangelize the high places. That's what you were telling those pastors, in essence, in Tulsa. Yeah. Evangelize the high places. Come on. Now, let, let me take it one step further. I love when you've been saying something over and over again. And we've been saying something over and over again, and then yeah. they mesh, and yeah. we, we we figure out the language that each other's speaking. Yeah, that's correct. Cool. Yeah, and and it's so it's the same. That's what we're supposed to do, <laughs> and you guys are doing it, and and God's giving you strategies, and, and you're and I know you. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I know that you guys are stepping into where everyone else needs to step to. You are leading the way. A lot of what we for five are doing with Jason is we're on the front lines of this stuff. And, and we're in essence, in part, we're, we're partly in uncharted territory because our, our founding fathers, they did this, but they still thought that it could all come to an end at some point. Right. So they had a, a good picture of being in control as the body of Christ, but they didn't have the full picture. God's given us revealed the mystery. People say, you can't know God's plan. Well, he made it known to us. That's what Paul said. He made known God's mysterious will to us. And so this evangelizing the high places, Rob, if you're on here, say what's up. My buddy Rob, we have been talking about this. Stuff. He got it right away like eight years ago, nine years ago. He's like, sweet, got it. He went off. He's influencing in media, doing big things, him and his wife. And and, and shout out to you guys. What's up, man? And I'm, I'm going to have to have him on uh, the roundtable. But I'm going to share what we talked about. We walked in miracles. All right. I still see miracles of healing. Okay. And I actually saw one the other night and my son sees him. He loves him. But for the first five years or so of being in Christ, I thought my job was to heal the sick everywhere I went. I saw healings. We saw blind eyes open. I saw, you know, broken bones healed. I saw a shattered leg that a guy fell off his porch. His leg was shattered. They thought it was going to get amputated. God said, go into the hospital. I go in there. He's His leg, he couldn't feel it. He was in all this pain. He had a cover over his head, sweating. And I said, can I pray for you? He goes, his wife goes, please pray for him because he says Jesus is going to heal him. And I put my hands on him and he got completely healed. I saw him about a year later walking around. Wow. And they kicked me out of the hospital right after that. But he got healed. So I saw this for years. I saw miracles. And my buddy Rob, I know on the same level. And he said, now it's time for us to see these miracles in the high places. As we go evangelize exactly, the high places. Yes. So you, you brought it forth, what we were just talking about. You guys are so good at healing cancer. You guys are so good at seeing pain leave. Well, let's get the cancer and the pain and the demons yes. out of government. Let's Same step way it up. we walk let's in miracles. Same way we walk in miracles street level. 
We can do even more so at the high yes. place. We just need to yep. step out and trust God and watch what happens. I see it. And I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus. And I know you guys had a whole big thing on honoring people on Monday. <laughs> it was a great show. We were shouting. It was great. But I will say this. I do believe most ministers don't want to evangelize the high places because they'll lose okay. their own high place. Because yep. they want the people who are broken <laughs> to come and they don't want to go and make disciples who are working the ministry. They don't want to be equal. They want to be a leader. They don't understand it, what it means to be the, uh, to be a leader is to be a servant of all. To be a leader means you're cleaning the toilets. To be a leader means you're the last one out of the building. To be a leader means you're the first one up. Okay. You don't want to be a leader. You yeah. know what else the Bible says about being a leader and being a teacher? You're held to a higher standard. I recognize that. I can't do the same things y'all do. I'm held to a higher standard before God. I'm going to be accountable to God for what he has given me. So if you want to, to go out and do the things that God's called you to do, recognize that who much is given, much is required. Okay, you can't mess around with this. You can't mess around with the anointing. You can't play with it. Look at the guy who went and tried to buy it from Peter or Paul. Okay, he's like, wow, look, the laying on the hands is really cool. Can I have this? How much you want? He's like, what are you talking about? You can't do it for money. And so when I call people out, they're using the gospel for money for their own. And so that's why I call out Joe Osteen because I... I'm just saying. He's not a minister. I a, said in the chat. He's a motivational he's speaker. for the other team. He's a I motivational he speaker. But my point is, is if you start to evangelize the high places, then people in the congregation will start to equal out. And we may not need you anymore. Uh -oh. You might have to go work a job. You might have Ooh. to go get another career. How about you go start farming? Because you might have to work for a living. Okay. And you're in a cushy place right now. All right. And so a, a lot of people have come out from churches, especially in America, because their pastors are hirelings. They're not real pastors. And so I would say this, Corey, you honor those who are true shepherds indeed. Yeah. But you have to have wisdom to identify the hirelings. See, you're yeah. in Nicaragua. They don't put up with homosexuality. They don't put up with the feminism. These guys are legit ministers. They're watching their flocks. They're, yeah. they're making sure they're shepherds. You honor the shepherds because the shepherds will lay down their lives for their sheep. Yeah, these pastors, they'll spend all week visiting houses, praying for people. Like, That's a shepherd. The, the pastor that is in charge of our church, he runs his own business. I run my own business. We go in there. We don't even need your money. We don't, I, I don't take offerings like, and people always have told me, Corey, you, you preach, but you also run businesses. Why don't you pick one? I said, I can do both. That's what right? people tell us. That's yeah, I can do both. tell us all the time. I can. And I actually am farming. I have businesses and I farm and we do churches, but you're saying something I want to touch on because I had a dream the other day of exactly what you're saying. I was in this dream. I'm going to tell the whole dream because it's pretty powerful. And, and it, But I'm going to give you the essence for, for your application. In this dream, I saw a president. He was at a bus stop and there was people all around. And I walk up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the president. And I, I look around and everybody is looking at him, scared to talk to him. 
And I walk right up to him like, what's up? Oh my gosh, you're doing this thing awesome and that thing. I really love that. Even though I knew some of the other stuff, I, I, I decided to honor him with all the good things because right, right, right. I, yeah. I like that. And you want to do that. You want to encourage the good things they're doing and say, hey, God's yes. behind you, which is what I'm doing with Andrew Bailey in Attorney General of Missouri. He's bringing down that lady oh, he's fire. that guy is fire they're doing oh awesome. yeah i see him and i and guys you can reach out to them when they're doing good reach out to them and say god is behind you give them a scripture That's say good. i'm praying for you and then pray for them and watch what happens i've been on that case man i feel like andrew me and him like that he don't even know me but i'm praying for him so in that dream everybody was afraid to talk to the president hmm. i was like why are you guys all afraid and so i realized that exactly what you're saying most of these ministers are afraid i didn't put that reason behind it but i see that reason but they're also afraid to talk to people of influence for some reason that's why the street level is easy because you may not get embarrassed or whatever yeah. god has been putting me in front of people that are giant influencers yeah. and i realized he did something to me where i don't feel nervous at all and i was like Shouldn't I be nervous talking to this You know person? who you are. It's because you know who you are. Yeah. Well, and also, okay, that's probably it. I don't even know why it is, but I realize that these people in those positions, they're dealing with a lot. And I feel like, man, do you need help? Like, that's I don't good. feel nervous. I'm like, how can I help you? Because they're in a little bit of a trap because no, everybody's afraid to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So they're like fighting these fights on their own, you see? And everybody starts following them because they're fighting these fights and instead of helping them they're afraid to say anything when you should go and say how can i help you how can i pray for you stop being afraid of people what are you gonna do when you see god mm. whoa Ooh. i felt that i felt that oh, isaiah 41 10 says people ain't even ready to see jesus oh, if you're afraid good. of man you're not even ready to see jesus that's stop that's asking to see jesus. remove the fear of man because the fear of man is submission to the enemy. Amen. Salty Mama says, that's awesome. Isaiah 4110 says, kind of sounds like what our first representatives were. They didn't make money by going to Washington, D.C. Mm. That's so good, sister. That's so good. You know, uh, in Oklahoma, are you aware, uh, Serge, of this, 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 the school superintendent, Ryan Walters? He I is, am not. You need to be supporting him. Of he, the whole state? He is. He's the Secretary of Education. And um, he is he, he is unabashedly anti-woke, anti, you know, sin, transgenderism. And he's taking a lot of heat. He is taking a lot of heat. Um, so you need to you need to you need to check out the the, the school yeah, superintendent. I'll reach he's out. been doing a and do what Corey said and write yeah, a note I'll saying, I got your back. I'm praying for you. You're listening yes. to God, you know. That kind of give thing. them a scripture you can find them all on twitter and most people are just talking all crazy and you can direct message a, a bunch of them and but okay i have something but I'll, I'll i'll say it later okay so so he's got this is i saw this tweet from him april 25th he's doing it you guys how is he doing it he has a he has a, a video up of the he says in oklahoma the shelves are not empty no porn no indoctrination. If you, you guys know what's on the shelves with these kids and this transgender mm -hmm. junk, it's nasty. 
no indoctrination. We are fighting back to keep our classrooms from going woke. He says he's got here um, the original intent by David Barton, the Federalist Papers, the Holy Bible, the list of virtues. He's like, these are the books that we're Those putting are in legit. We have, I think we have almost every single one of those books. We have every single one of these books. Um, do we need to get David Barton around us? I love that guy. I do he, too. And he was just oh at God. the 1607 event. So yeah. was he? Yeah. I didn't see all of it yet. Yeah. yeah. So here's it. Here's uh, Serge. I'm gonna do this as tactfully as I can. As but I have to give this word to you right now on air. And Sounds I'm gonna, good. And and we're, I'm not gonna infer anything. I'm gonna do the best I can. Lord, please help me. Um, <laughs> and this. Uh -oh, it, when we went to Tulsa and you got that word, mm -hmm. you gave it to a lot of ministers. Mm -hmm. And Serge, at that time, you've been in the ministry your whole life. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you were not leading a church of your own. Yeah. And God literally says to you right now, there are those that didn't pick up that word. But you did. And you did. And look out. You picked it up. I gave it to a lot of people. I gave it to I gave it to I gave it to people in the biggest church in Tulsa, and I don't know if they quite got it, but you yeah. did. But you got it, and God says, "This is so key because this is uh, God gave me this word. I'm going to text Neil already. I'm getting these words today, and I got I got to text Neil afterwards. He's the one that was running for governor. There are." Many pastors who could be picking up the message that Serge and Corey and Leah and I and, and others are laying down. Pastor Neil, many pastors could have run for the position of governor and they did not. They did not. That position was open for anyone that would answer the call. We had pretty much every Republican would have voted for anybody but DeWine in the primary. So when Leah talks about these, you know, eight to 12 seats or however many she saw, they were open. Who's going to answer the call? And so these are positions of leadership and authority. And I see this so clearly, Serge, about you. Anybody could have picked up this call. I he's looking to the left. You're, you you want to picking sit? up the call? You literally, I remember you talking to, to you. Like, Serge is a very humble man. Anybody? Like, I'll let anybody. I'll support whoever. This There's is like nobody sitting here. Serge is, I will support you in your mission. That's Serge. Okay? But if nobody's stepping up, Serge says, okay. I'm going to do this. And you took on that commission that God gave Leah to take to the city of Tulsa. And guys, you got to understand something about the city of Tulsa. And I don't care if you're tuning in from halfway around the world, because we've got a lot of worldwide viewers, but Tulsa, Oklahoma is the buckle of the Bible belt of the whole United States. There is a sure. church on sure. every corner. And then they are fighting over the corner. There's multiple churches on every corner. There are multi there are thousands and thousands of pastors in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Any of them could pick this up. And Serge, I feel like God is saying right now, you are a David in this moment and you are out looking after the sheep and you're being called up and you answered. Who are you to defile the most high God? You uncircumcised Philistine. This is the attitude that Serge takes into everything that he did. What are you, you uncircumcised Philistine? Like, and God literally says, you picked it up. Leah went and delivered it to a lot of pastors, a lot of big, big ones. I'm not seeing that they've picked it up, but you did. Halfway. And there's maybe. an anointing halfway, maybe halfway. One of them. The end times um, theology is honestly what holds them back. And that's it.
So I just, I needed to give that word on air and I can give you more detail afterwards, but I just had to give that to you right now. Cause that's really, that's really good. God was, that's burning on my heart. These it, it's open. It. It's open for the taking. And, and th we hear this a lot guys in our movement. Um, the precinct committeemen seats, we, we hear it all the time. They're open. Just go run, just go literally. And you will get that seat. And I'm talking about a physical worldly you know, yeah. seat, a precinct committeeman. Most people, we actually, Lee and I both considered it. Our seat's not open, um, but that, but we aren't called to do that or we would have it. It doesn't matter if it was open or not, but most people don't understand these seats are open. Yeah. There are a lot of seats right now of authority that are wide open. And I'm speaking to people right now. Just take them. Just take them. God's got callings. Leah said, there's commissions out there. Guess what? I'm a person that does believe in specific commissions, but God's telling me right now something different for this moment. So this is for some people out here listening. There are open commissions. Okay, I'll do it. And God will send you and he will anoint you. And I'm telling you what, you will go and make known the manifold wisdom of God to these rulers and principalities. And you will be put in a position of authority and like, like you never imagined. I'm done. And we will have your back. Yes. And, and I want to speak to that, too, because I, I wrote this down earlier today. Um, um, I put I put down here that this came out of nowhere, and so I'm just going to speak this, but we need people who are called to step up into their places, but we also need other people. All of us others need to support those people when they step up into those places. Yeah. Support them so they, they, they don't get into that junk or into that circle of, the bad influencer, so to yes. speak, to build them up and say, no, you stand strong like this. Uh, what would you say his name was? Ryan Walters, where we rally behind him and say, hey, you're not alone. We got yes. your back. He just We've went been to waiting for you this week. Nice. They will go harder when they know there's more people helping and supporting them. Like I said, there's so many people that are afraid to talk to them. So they get on their own island trying to fight all these snakes. Yeah. So good. And so, you know, as you were speaking that prophecy, I kind of felt in my spirit that there are people out there that are like, I don't know that I want that. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I feel a leading to step into that place, but I don't know that I want to take that on. <laughs> and and I get it. It's, it. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't need them to come after me like that. I got skeletons in the closet I don't want to expose. Oh. Listen, we got your back. We will stand we'll behind put flesh you. Flesh on them, walk them around. We can Bernie's. We're good. Yeah, the skeletons. There you go. <laughs> Sir, and that's an excellent word, man. Because I have felt that. I will. I have looked at God so many times in my life, and I'm like, "Are you kidding?" I love this. I don't want right. to do this. this. This saying really does apply. He doesn't call the qualified; he qualifies the called. Yes. Yeah. And he often will call people who he, God actually rejoices in, in making himself big. So he doesn't call the big, the big people. And I think that's one of the things that Donald Trump's had to, had to learn. Um, just to let you know, you're going to be humble, buddy. Because yeah, only me, right. I'm only, this is, there's only room enough for one here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only, you know, there's only room enough for one. I wanted to go a little bit more to give you guys the, the, the tools that we need to give you. This is some of the nitty gritty stuff. Okay. Read all of Ephesians, but I want to go to Ephesians four. Okay. This is important. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy. 
Okay, it's, it doesn't matter for you to go, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to take down these high places, but I'm going to be sleeping around. I'm going to be partying. No, 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 no. I urge you guys to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Mm. Walk in a manner worthy with all humility and gentleness, with patience. I need you guys to bear with one another in love. Be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And that goes to their honor episode on Monday. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all. These denominations are good. Don't fight over denominational things. Each denomination has been given something. Our founding fathers understood that. I'm going to later on, we'll get to this next scripture. He, um, he ascended and what is it that he ascended? Well, he descended into, um, the, yeah. the lower region of the earth. Um, and he has ascended far above all heaven, all the heavens that he might fill all things. That's a whole nother yes. teaching. That's awesome. And he gave the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists. And I love the word here is shepherds, not pastors, but shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. If your shepherd is not equipping you to go into the high places, he's a hireling and he's not a shepherd. Okay. He's not equipping you until we all attain to the unity of the faith and knowledge of God. And we're going to get there. Speak the truth in love to one another. You know, we were talking about on on Monday, how do we speak things to people? Speak it in love. Don't speak it in anger. Don't speak it in malice. And sometimes the truth does hurt. Sometimes it stings. Sometimes alcohol on a wound is cleaning. Okay. But make sure you're coming. If you're going to, if you're going to argue with somebody on the internet, it will be, it'll fall on deaf ears unless it's in love. But love doesn't always come out sounding like you think it does, does it, Corey No, Gray? it's not fluffy bunnies. Okay. The lo- whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Let's finish this because I want to make a point here. Finish reading that. Um, we grow up in this body, and I, I kind of want to just... And, and that you no longer walk as the Gentiles in the futility of your mind. No, you skipped over what I wanted you to read. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Read it. From the whole body, Join. fitly joined and knit together... By what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share yeah. and causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And I want you to take note of something in that love. I heard. It Leah, builds itself up in love. I heard Leah say something that maybe you guys missed. You know, we weren't actually there at the Kingdom Roundtable on Monday. And Leah said, like we were talking about on Monday. Why did she say that? Because what God has brought together, you did. What God has brought together with Serge and Corey and Jason and the Revelation Red Pill and Leah and I, and then by extension, you guys, right, who are listening, is that that whole body fitly joined together and knitted together by what every every joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. When we are fitly and knit, knitted and joined together, what you do, Serge, I do, mm-hmm. right? And it's so key. So it was just literally, just, it just flowed off of Leah's tongue perfect. because we were there. We were in the live chat. We were listening. Yeah. We didn't do any of the talking. Serge and Corey and Jason did all the talking. But Leah says, like we were talking about, because we are, we are fitly, we are one body. 
fitly join together. And just because you guys are tuning in online does not mean that you're not a part of this body. Now there's our, our body, the resistance chicks, breakaway kingdom hub, um, born again is Kings, you know, kingdom business lifestyle, Corey gray. There's this group that we have, and then we're part of a larger group, right? And so I just wanted to kind of highlight what you said there because yeah, it fit good. right with that verse right there. But, you know, I had a whole different teaching mm -hmm. that I think would have been more revelation red pilly and, and really juicy and meaty to go after the end timers. But this is for you guys who really want to do this, okay? We're going to we're gonna finish this because you guys are going to be equipped with this. Now, I, I say unto you, don't walk as the people in the world do, okay? With the futility of their minds. They're darkened in their understanding. They're alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them mm. due to their hardness in their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality. They're sleeping around. They're greedy. They practice all kinds of impurity. But that is not what you learned in Christ, assuming that you actually learned what, we taught, what was taught of him. Put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and corruption through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirits of your mind and put on the new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And how do we do this? I'm going to try to translate this. How do we walk in holiness? How do we walk in righteousness? Because if we're going to go to these high places. Okay. We got to be in new creatures because if we're in the new Jerusalem outside, it, these things don't exist. Okay. Don't, don't lie. Don't, don't twist the truth with people. Just speak truth. Okay. Speak truth to everybody that you come across. You don't have to tell, you know, people they're fat if they're overweight. You know what it means. Speak the truth. Okay. Don't say any falsehoods. If you're angry, don't sin. In don't Nicaragua, sin. we tell people when they're fat I'm and when they're skinny and when they're white, when they're black, that's the, 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 we call them Gordo. <laughs> or flaquito they call me flaquito because i'm skinny that means skinny dude or they call me flaquito chide that means skinny white guy and it's like it's normal so they i just wanted to throw that in there you can in some countries it's, actually do that and people don't get offended i know be angry but don't sin don't let the sun go down on your anger don't go to sleep angry okay we do that all the time if you're angry Try to make things right with the person that you've you've got something wrong with, but don't go don't go to sleep angry. Don't give a place to the devil and your bitterness and your anger. If you if you if these are simple things, if you're a thief, don't steal, but do an honest work with your hands. Okay, leave the government. Stop. And this goes things. to the bodega and the the part that uh, Corey has, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. If you if you. The cool thing about coming to Christ is you, you stop doing what you were doing. You do the exact opposite to the nth degree. If you were a thief, not only do you stop stealing, but you, you learn to be a giver. Which is why every great movie has somebody leaving Wall Street and then like starting some great caring business. Don't, hey, Christians, try to ask the Holy Spirit to sanctify you if you swear. Okay? Try not, you know, I, I'm, I know a lot of people, they're working on it. Okay? Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but, but here's the key, okay? Because I know a lot of people that build me up and they swear like sailors, <laughs> but Scott only Jefferson. such as a thing that only such as is good for building people up and is fit for the occasion that we may give grace to those who are here. There's, there are a couple people I have in mind who are just, they're fiery and they're encouraging, but they, their tongue isn't sanctified, but they're encouraging. Build people up. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. If God, some God's moving, 
Don't stop it. Don't shut it down. That childlike faith. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, violence, just don't let it be part of you. Along with malice, don't think evil about people. Be kind with one another. Be tender-hearted. Forgive one another as Christ has forgiven you. These are steps that are really important because we can go into all these high places. But you know, sandwiched, sandwiched in between Ephesians 3, which talks about tearing down the high places, and Ephesians chapter 6, which talks about putting on the full armor of God, is Ephesians chapter 4 and 5. Chapters 4 and 5 are basically walking in love, walking in purity, walking in holiness. Be imitators of God. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice. But sexual immorality, the impurity of covetousness, don't be let it named among you. Don't be sleeping around. Just That's not proper for the saints. And I love this part right here, and I'm going to skip ahead here at the end of, uh, of verse 5. Because all these people that, and y'all get, y'all know what the, it says there in Ephesians 5. Don't crudely joke. They have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. For you may be, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous or an idolater has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Okay. These are things. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, because of all these sins, the filthy talk, the foolish talk, there's a podcaster that just got, is having a divorce and people are talking about him and his jokes were of a very crude sexual nature. It is not of God at Steven all. Crowder. Okay. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God, the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were in the darkness, but now the light of God, of the Lord, walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what's pleasing to the Lord. You may not know, you may not understand, but ask him to give you discernment. Don't take part in unfruitful works of darkness, but do something. This is what, this is kind of our, this is why we do resistance tricks, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of the things that they do in secret. The LGBT agenda, the, the transgender stuff, they're not even doing it in secret anymore. Okay. We did a whole podcast on homosexuality and the founding fathers, they called it the sin that we're not even going to name because they couldn't even name it. It was just so perverse and now it's out there. Okay. They're like, we can't even talk about that. Um, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of the time um, for the days are evil and then. I'm going to say that this is a 70 AD scripture because they were waiting for the redemption of Jesus Christ. Don't get drunk with wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing to one another, addressing one another in psalms and hymns. How are you today, Corey? The Spirit of God is First of all, you legit sent Serge a Marco Polo and started singing a prophecy to him this week. Singing and making melody in your she heart to the Lord. Did. We should practice that. Yes. <laughs> Giving thanks always for everything, God. This is how we tear down the high places, I'm telling you. You start singing with your, your spirit-filled friend and the Holy Ghost will fall and suddenly you'll know how to get a good governor in. That's how this works. Paul is showing us how to do this. That's how they got out of prison. That's They sang and got out of prison. Giving thanks always for everything in the Lord. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're going to take this broken down car on the side of the road and somebody's going to come along and they're going to need to get a good word from God and you're going to fix this car and we're going to be back on the road. 
I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that by his stripes I am healed. I thank you that I'm above only and not beneath. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, you know, Jesus said you're going to, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome this world. We're going to come up against things. I got a lawnmower that I thought was going to be working this afternoon, and it's still sputtering. But you know what? After God's, I put in the new air filter? It is. It is. That air filter was so clogged. It was, but it's got to be something spark else. Plug. Try a spark plug. But right. We'll try that. Submitting to one another out of reverence, and I'm going to skip on it. I want to get to chapter six before we sign off, because I think this goes along with what you're talking about. Verse what you're 10, talking about. What you're talking about. <laughs> because it goes back to the pride praises. He says it's sandwiched in. <laughs> sandwiched in between three and six. Yeah, I got you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces in the he in e of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. And having all, done all to stand, stand. Stand, therefore, having the belt of truth. And I'm going to tell you something. Did you guys know that these... when and I don't have time to do this, but the, this actually goes into the Old Testament. The belt of truth. Put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. As for the shoes of your feet, put on the readiness of the gospel of peace. Um, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit. It is important to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. How do we pray in the spirit? I'm telling you, you can pray in your tongues, you can pray in your understanding, but it's not in your mind. With all prayer and supplication to the end, keep alert with perseverance and making supplications for all the saints. And then as uh, Serge loves to call out, for I am an ambassador in change that I ch change that I may declare it boldly. This is how we do this. Okay. We go into these places. We put on the full armor of God, but you know, what's interesting. You know, he didn't go into the full armor of God before we went through getting all it, all the junk out. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just be holy, be righteous. Get all that worldly stuff off of you. That's good. That's good. And put on this full armor and you can go in and do anything. Anything God calls you to do. Paul could not be killed. Did you know that? He had to lay down his life, just like the other disciples. It, Paul said, God told me I have to go see Caesar. I have to go to Rome. I can't die. When you know your calling, you can be so close to God that you know exactly the day that you might go to see him. We, got, we, we, we align ourselves with who he has called us to be. And that's what this is about. And I see a lot of people who um, kind of talk about tearing down the high places and going into the thing, going into these places, but you can't have one without the other. You can't have going in and, and taking down evil. If you, you've got bitterness in your heart, right? And it's very simple. Very, very simple. You just go to God and you say, hey, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Because guess what? You can't make yourself righteous. You can't make yourself holy. You go to God and say, hey, God, I got issues here. Can you fix this? Can we do this together? Make me clean. You know what I tell God? <laughs> and I say, I warn you, if you do this, burn away everything that's not of you. There's a scripture that says um, that's, that only gold 
and those that can be tried in the fire will remain. That anything we go, when we die and we go to heaven, anything that's not of him will just burn away to nothingness. Okay, we want to store up treasures in heaven. Okay, and I, so I say to him, I said, okay, I close my eyes and clench my fist. Burn away anything in me that's not of you. Okay, I'm ready. And it's not, it's not comfortable sometimes. It's not. But he, the, 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 the word says, whom he loves, he chastens. Because he wants to get you on the right track, on your right, on the right track. Corey, you know, with your son, I'm sure there's moments where you have to be like, you don't want to go, you don't want to do that. That's you're not this dad that's like, oh, hey, son, just do whatever you want. We'll be, we'll, you'll be good. You'll, you'll be fine. I think you probably have some rules, boundaries, limitations. Oh yeah, because I grew up didn't have much rules, and that didn't work. So, so here's what I want to do. Um, I want to give plenty of time, and we do have t time, especially since these have been going three hours. But um, we want to be on. We have to be under three. We, we I, I like for them to be under yeah. three if we can make it. But Serge, I don't think that you got really a chance to finish where you were going with um, when you're talking about these examples, like Corey's story and our story. So go ahead and go there and take as much time as you want. I'm listening, guys. Well, no, I I, I think it, it's good to share what we've seen. And I would love for Corey to share his story. Um, and, you know, it's it's important just to be listening because even in you got to start somewhere. And like I said, you can't underestimate that quiet place, your declarations, your prayers, your confession over this nation. You can't underestimate those. Those are huge. And that might be the place that God's called you to for right now. You might be in preparation. We don't know. Everybody... Every part counts. Even when it looks so insignificant, it counts. It's needed. We need you in your place. And um, and it's important. And, you know, there were times, and I've shared this before, but I'm going to share a couple of them. There have been times where I've seen little victories and, and I've seen bigger ones. And I haven't seen, we're in process. We're starting to see this manifest. We're getting glimpses of what it could look like. I believe Corey's a lot further along than a lot of us. Then the resistance chicks, you guys have experienced a lot in this area too. I have had times where me and Ben get together for prayer because we've been confessing that this city is ours. And so the Lord had to start praying for this city. And the Lord would show us who was on the city council? This is before I knew all that. I, I wasn't. I didn't know I needed to know that yet. All I need. All I knew is I needed to pray for the city. Well, he started showing us literal pictures in our brain what these people look like, and Ben would go look them up on the internet and say, "Hey, I just found this lady that you described, and she's in the exact situation that the Lord told you she was in," mm. and we got to pray that out. The Lord wants to partner with us to change this. It, Come on. That's a confirmation that this world belongs to when us. When was that? And that was at Tulsa or Broken Arrow? That was Tulsa. Okay. That was uh, a couple years ago, two or three years ago. Because I know that in Broken Arrow, there was one woman on the Broken Arrow City Council that um, made it, that held the line for masks. Oh, nice. And um, without her, uh, yeah. Broken Arrow was one of the only cities in the entire yep. country that didn't have right. a mask mandate. And yep. it was because of this one woman on the city council. 
Nice. I mean, awesome. talk about standing up against the pressure yes. of the entire world. And right. somebody probably prayed for her. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And people are, God's raising up people. You guys know Marty Grissom. He's, he's yes. big on the city. He's big on the country. But that guy doesn't just talk it. He goes after it. Oh, big time. Yeah. He's so doing we, it. He is need. doing it. Yes. And we've talked to Marty and we've had him on our show. Right. And he gets this more yeah. than most. Um, God has really right. hooked us up with Marty. And one thing with Marty, we went to an event that he held. In Tulsa, you're saturated with events. And so you're lucky to get anybody. I mean, you're getting 100 people at the most. We go to this huge room at the top of the Cityplex Towers, and it is full of people. And it's like a Thursday night. Everything about this meeting, he's not a big name guy, especially at the time. And it's on a Thursday night. It's late. People are tired. The oversaturation of events and churches, yet, boom, it's full. But, but it's because he's going for it and he's real. And like you guys are saying, God's waiting for those people to stand up. Mm-hmm. But I've told this story on Corey's show. I don't know if I've told it on here, but we had... The it was the reunion of the Tulsa race riots, mm-hmm. hundred year reunion, and they were coming in. And I got a hold of a flyer that said that that the, I can't remember the name of the group, but some group was going to come in. They were going to make an example out of Tulsa, was and they were BLM rallying or Antifa or something. BLM. I think it was BLM. I want to say it was the Panthers. Maybe I'm yeah. not sure. And so. They were going to do this rally. They were going to be carrying their guns, and then they were going to make Tulsa an example. Well, we got a hold of that, and I again with Ben, I was like, hey, we need to pray against this. Everybody that I'm around is like all worried about this. We can't fall into that. We tell this city which way it goes. We are reigning over this city. This city, you know, you get it. That was a couple weeks after. I think that was scheduled like a week after we were with you in Tulsa. Actually, because I remember been. praying with you about really? it before we even left nice. your house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, did we even talk about it with the people there? At, I think we were like, yay, you guys. We might have. Yeah, I think it's a group effort in, in yeah. praying it for was these a, things. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need to recognize that, you know, yeah. just because I'm not in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. You've got a gift and calling, and I'm going to be praying with you over that. Yeah. You know, when we do these events in Ohio... Serge is like, I'm, in, I'm on it. We're praying yeah. over that. We're going to make sure it's yeah, a good for event. Real. You know, yeah. when you cover somebody in prayer, we did the, the Plymouth event and Serge and uh, Jason really wanted to make it out there and their whole church prayed for us. Yeah. yeah. And it literally was the best event. Nothing went wrong. Everything went right. It was the power of God showed up. And I know it's because these people who couldn't show up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, bathed our event in prayer. Yep. And not only that, it's like when, when, yeah, that's awesome. That that definitely needs to happen. And but when what I noticed in with the BLM thing, that whole weekend thing, that every time somebody came at us that was scared or fearful, did you hear? Yeah. We spoke. No, we take we we have authority over that. Yeah. And so, what's interesting is they come at you in fear, but when you start speaking the word and how it really is that you're the king. It would yeah. switch in them. It would speak to what's inside of them. It would bring it out and switch yeah. them over. The BLM, so by the time, yeah, 
by the time that was getting ready to happen, we had a whole church at OC. We had the whole church on the same page. Like, no, it's going to be fine. What if and, Kyle, and, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What if Kyle Rittenhouse in Minnesota, when all that had happened, what if those people had gone into the Minnesota and been like, you can't be here. The power yes, of God is here. Exactly. Yep. And we never spoke directly to those people, but we were speaking to them in the spirit and we were very bold about it. And we knew, I knew that my words had an effect on what happened. Oh, absolutely. The main event where they were going to spew all their lies, that main event got canceled the very last minute. It did. Over a million dollar event. It did. It did because of what, here's the thing. You yep. guys were a small church. Okay. Yep. And we saw that happen in real time. In right. real time, we saw it yep. happen. We were that that yep. was like a that storm was a huge that was predicted, miracle. and then it just yep. because out. the other even the you Christians, had Sharpton in town and everything. Even the nope, Christians no event were like, for oh, you. Oh no, here they come! Yep. And you yep. were this one church, like, who are you to defy yep. the armies of the Most High God? Right. So, yeah, and it was it was very, very interesting. They tried to start trouble with the city uh, with the mayor. The mayor held an emergency meeting. Had them come in there, spent, I mean, it was like five hours with them. They were trying to cause and make something out of it, but it would out. never go anywhere. Just a five Not hours of up, nothing. Baby. You can't. <laughs> yeah. They started marching with their guns and it just fizzled out. Just fizzled nothing out. happened. But that's the, that's the power of what we can do, even when we're not in those places. Why? Because we are seated high above. Mm. We are of a different kingdom. And I like what you said about the early church. They says that who are these men who turned the world upside down? <laughs> they were preaching King Jesus, a literal king. The who, kingdom who of God wasn't this. Yeah, they really believed the truth that the kingdom is here now. No. And Jesus is reigning over his kingdom. Right. That's how real it was to them. So much so. That even the other governments of the world were saying, man, look what they're doing. They're turning the world upside down. Their kingdom basically is, is having an effect on ours. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's powerful stuff. Corey, will you share that story of when they tried to kick ministers out of your country? I will. And I want to just throw a scripture in the mix real quick because... The reason these things happen is because there's promises that are for us for this exact reason. Psalm 125.3, well, 1, 2, and 3, I'm going to read it real quick. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. That's really good. You can't be moved. Yeah. You're like Mount Zion. See yourself yeah. like Mount Zion. You cannot yes. be moved. So who do they think they are trying to move me? And that's what they tried to do. They tried to move me out of here. And, and it didn't work. Backfired way worse than I even thought possible at the time. But it taught me something. It says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time on and forevermore. Oh. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, so that the righteous might not stretch out their hands to do wrong. Ooh. Listen, let me finish. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. 
But those who turn aside to their own crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Mm. And it says, peace be upon Israel. So I want to just say that when you know that, <laughs> that God said that, you can talk to him about it. If there's a scepter of wickedness over your area, you should be talking to God about that. He's your father and say, hey, father, you, you told me this, remember? And this guy's doing this. And, and I love what Dr. Diamond did in the beginning. We need to get him in the mix, too. Oh, he yeah. said the reason why things aren't moving is you aren't approaching the courts of heaven. The judge, a judge doesn't move unless the case is brought before him. I was like, oh, my goodness. And oh. so you got to bring you got to bring this before the judge, the lawmaker and the Lord hmm. of heaven and earth and say, look here. There's a scepter trying to come over me. It needs to be removed so I don't have to use my hands for evil. <laughs> and I, the way I was raised, God knows I, I need this one. And so what happened in Nicaragua? About, let's see, my son was in my wife's belly. She was pregnant. He's seven now. So, you know, seven and a half years ago, I was invited to preach and I went to this kind of big church. The pastor I met, he's a prophet. He's an awesome friend of mine. I helped him start his other church. And he's in leadership. He was at that time in leadership over about 40 other churches. And he's my age. I think he's a little bit older than me. Like he's probably 40. I'm 36. And so he's younger than almost all of them. Right. And he invited me to preach. He said, Corey, these people are really religious. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. And God told me to teach a message. You have a promise you don't know you have, you don't know of. You have a promise you don't know of. And it was the promise of Abraham. And so I taught the promise and blessing of Abraham. And I taught them that the earth is theirs, not the evil ones, that no evil ruler shall be over you. And I had them declare that they have the blessing of Abraham. So I was getting them activated in something they didn't even know <laughs> what was happening. I was getting the blessing activated. I had them all de declare, and you guys should all do this today, okay? Say, I have, let's all say it real quick. Everybody listen, I see like 100 people on here. I have the blessing of Abraham. I have the blessing of Abraham. I have the promise of Abraham. I have the promise of Abraham. I am an heir. I am an heir. Of this earth. Of this earth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So I preached that. I didn't crush the rapture in times. I just like, I'm going to show you guys the promise. And they're all like, amen, glory. And the power of God was so powerful. Afterwards, these group of pastors say, we need you to come. And we had this crusade mapped out. Okay. And about a week later or so, they invited me to hang out with a group of pastors and there's about 30, 40 pastors. They're having a meeting. And one of them was going to run for president. And I was like, I was on the way to this meeting. Pastor says, Corey, did you hear what, what happened? I said, no. What are you talking about? He said, there's a law. All men or missionaries who are working with pastors have to leave the country immediately. Hold on. My, my girl dog want to come in. All <laughs> pastors or all missionaries who are working with pastors have to leave the country immediately. Immediately, 
I get this message as I'm on the way to meet with a bunch of pastors in one running for president. And God gave me a word to speak over this guy. And so I'm like, <laughs> I just laughed. And he says, you got to get out of the country. I said, no, I don't. And uh, he said, yeah, you do. There's a, a decree now that you have to leave. And he said this, he goes, Jezebel is after you. And I said, well, Jezebel has not met a son of God like me before. And I said that because I already got delivered from all these demons. I'm not afraid of a Jezebel. And I know all of them are judged. But yet there was still this thing that came forth. And so I show up and I'm at this meeting. All these other pastors know I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to like leave the country. Right. And so I, I'm sitting there kind of feeling a little bit awkward. And the guy said, give this word. Bang. I gave that word. And the guy didn't actually stand up strong with it, which, you know, you give the word. Sometimes people take a step with it or not. And so anyways, I go back home. My wife's hearing all this and she's like, what are you going to do? And I said, we're going to pray. I said, let's, let's go to the room. And it was a short prayer, maybe two, three minutes. But I opened up right here, guys. And what I just gave you was in my mind. Okay. Mm. Scepter of the wicked will not remain over me. Mm. I know that the Lord appoints times and places that we will live. I know the Lord called me to Nicaragua mm -hmm. and he didn't tell me to leave yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Jesus, you <laughs> like supernaturally brought me here, supernaturally gave me a passport while the government was shut down. I don't know if you guys remember the whole government shut down. My passport came in the mail during that time, which they said the passport, they're not a whole bunch of stuff, miracles to get me here. So I'm like, hold on, because who these people think they are. So I went over and I did this, guys. I said, I, I saw my wife and I'm just going to tell you guys how we did it because it worked. And I sat here and I opened up to Isaiah 54 and I read... 13 or we could say 14 i said jesus right here it says in righteousness you will be established and you shall be far from oppression or tyranny shall be far from you mm. and i'd be for you shall not fear from terror it shall not come near you if anyone stirs up strife it is not from me whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you mm. now all we got to do is believe that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I approached God with that. As I did that, my wife says, I have a vision. She's never told me that before, ever. She says, I see Jesus ripping up a piece of paper. Mm. Okay. Next day, all the churches are protesting in the streets. And they want to know why these pastors have to leave the country because we're here helping serving they don't understand and they said because they're a security threat and they're like how and they wouldn't explain it they wouldn't answer it two days went by still protest third day law ripped up i didn't leave glory it backfired because the streets were flooded with church members everywhere they're putting on, anointing oil on the streets, mm -hmm. praying in tongues at the buildings where they were at. Tell and people about what they, they do that in Nicaragua. Like you're a super Christian country. Yeah. People will just the, randomly the Christians pray have way the more influence here than you could ever imagine. That's why what you're talking about, Serge, they tried to start something, but they couldn't. God, yeah. I call that the filter of God. <laughs> he puts a filter to where, yeah, there may still be this thing in that place 
but it can't resolve what it wants to resolve. It can't do what it wants to do. It, it, it gets stopped. And part of that is because of the promise, but definitely the blessing. And definitely this part right here. I will contend with those who contend with you. Mm. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not for me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. So how can Leah talk about the CIA and the FBI and bringing them to fall and not skip a beat? Because blessed are those who bless her and cursed are those who curse her. Yeah. And, and so you can actually, I think we're actually supposed to get to the point where you you poke the bear and say, I wish you would. I wish you would try something because my God going to crush you. If you try something with me, my God going to crush you. Because how many promises do we have about God crushing our enemies? Yeah. Right? Bless are those who bless, curse are those who curse you. So yeah, here in Nicaragua, like if there's a bunch of wrecks on a street, they don't have to be that many. The church ladies and men will go out there too. And they will pour anointing oil on the streets. Stop. And they will pray in tongues and, and there will be no more wrecks for you know a, a while and it's not strange to walk down the street and hear a house group shouting in tongues praying in the middle of the day it happens all over the place and so you can pray in tongues in your house as loud as you want people don't even know god they're walking by no big deal nobody even skips a beat um so do they have the kingdom message all the way no do they have honor and respect for god yes that's good. And so there's a filter as to tyranny cannot be over this land. And, you know, again, people see the news. I get it. There, there has to be a level of renewing our minds and we have to come up a higher level in our inheritance. We have to take the land that God has put in front of us. And so but we have to do it as unity in the spirit, as one body. So I want to prove to you guys that that scripture in Isaiah is for now okay and i had this whole other teaching to do that with a different set of scriptures um it's important if you if when you read the bible if you guys really want to understand things you see all these things in the middle that you think oh what is that read those <laughs> read them you know why well, it's not just reading them use them they're use a tool. them they're a tool because the end times message only gets past people who don't do cross references okay if you do cross references some people will say well corey i get what you're saying in isaiah 14 but how do i know yeah i'll use that scripture but there what you need to do is when you see something in the new testament and it Unfortunately, like the Founders Bible will take a scripture that's already in the Old Testament and will do it in a different font. So Galatians 4, um, I'm going to start in verse 23. But the son of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, the son of the free woman through the promise. This is allegorically speaking. For these women are two covenants, one proceeding from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are to be slaves, that is Hagar. Now this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that we are part of, this is a key, write this down. The Jerusalem that we are a part of is free. Well, read it the way that's she, written there first. So the, but the Jerusalem above is free. 
And we and, and I am saying that we're a part of that. And he's saying we're a part of that. Okay? The Jerusalem above is free. We're a part of this. She is our mother. Jerusalem is our mother. So mm -hmm. I need you guys, when you read the Old Testament and you read the prophecies that seem to be for the future, Jerusalem is your mother. You write this down. Jerusalem is my mother. Jerusalem is my mother. So when you read in the Old Testament and you see Jerusalem, that's my mother. That's my mother. Okay? Rejoice, O barren woman who does not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are in labor. For more numerous are the children of the desolate than those who have a husband. And the brethren, like Isaac, are children of the promise. But as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. Cast out the bond woman. So I want you guys to go to Isaiah 54. And we're going to show you that this scripture is for you. No, Isaiah 54, 1. He just read Isaiah 54, 14. You have to read whole passages at least. If you can read the whole book, it's good. When you see one scripture referenced in the New Testament, go read the surrounding scriptures because those are, boom, that's for me. Boom, that's for me right now. I know that's for me. So Paul is quoting Isaiah 54, 1. Shout for joy, O, joy, o barren woman, you who have borne no children. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married one. And then it goes on. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Spare not. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your pegs. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. What is, to, what is he talking about here in Isaiah? The church. And your descendants will possess what? The nations. <laughs> you get a cookie. Ding, ding, ding. And will resettle the desolate cities. This is a prophecy. What is, is are there Are there desolate cities in heaven? No. So are we resettling desolate cities here on earth? Yes. Absolutely we are. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. Do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. You will forget the shame of your youth. He is talking to Israel, who is going to be put to shame in in AD 70, but you're going to forget about that. You're going to forget about that. The we clearly your, forgot about the it. The reproach of your widowhood. You're going to forget about that. <laughs> you will remember no more. Because I'm... I'm you, how is this your widowhood? But then it says, for your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts. He is prophesying the rise and fall of Jerusalem. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who's called the God of all the earth. For he has called you as a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, even as one, like a wife of one's youth when she was rejected, says your God, for a brief moment I forsook you. And this is referencing to AD 70. But with great compassion I will gather in you. In an outburst of anger, I hid my faith for you from a moment. But with an everlasting, everlasting loving kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. For this is as the days of Noah with me. He is referencing Isaiah 70 when he destroyed Jerusalem. Um, you mean... AD 70. AD 70. When I swore that the waters of Noah would no more flood the earth again. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. Was this for that time? No, because he rebuked and, and he's been angry. He was angry after this. For the mountains shall be removed and the hills sh uh, sh may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed for you and my covenant of peace will not be shaken. O afflicted one, storm tossed and not comforted. I will set your stones and your foundations. I will lay in sapphires. We are stones living stones you see the references it is the most beautiful thing in the world when you see the epistles through the eyes of the old testament you are a living stone you are a house you are being built up 
Moreover, I will make your battlements as rubies, your gates as crystal. He's describing the new Jerusalem that will happen, that we are in right now. We are in a place that is the entire wall of precious stones. And your sons will be taught of the Lord. And the well-being of your sons will be great. This is for living people. This is not for some thousand-year reign. Okay? This is for people who are having kids. It is not for heaven. Okay, this is for on earth because you're not given or given in marriage. You're not having kids in heaven. Okay, you're of a different flesh. And from terror, it will not come near you. There's no terror in heaven. So this is on earth. If anyone fear, this is what Corey just talked about. If anyone fiercely assails you, it will not be from me. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. Behold, I myself have created the smith and the coals of the fire uh, and brings about a weapon for its work. I've created a destroyer to ruin. Okay, but no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage, and I'm going to say the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, for their vindication is from me. This chapter, Isaiah, and he does this over and over again. He sees the rise and fall, the rise and fall, the rise and fall of Jerusalem and all the nations coming in. And this is the mystery that was revealed to Paul. And he's like, do y'all know what we got? Yeah. Do y'all know? <laughs> you don't know. And I'll, I'll finish there because as we've got just a few more minutes before we get to our, our three-hour mark. If we guys want to do a little round roundabout here. Well, also, yeah, that's so important. That's how you rightly divide the word how Leah just did so. You read it, you look for the context, where's it talking about, who's it talking about, when. Um, and the thing about it is, you can also confirm this is for us because it says in righteousness you will be established. Mm -hmm. The righteousness came in Christ. We're the mm -hmm. righteousness of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. We have been made his righteousness. So yeah. it's talking to us very clearly. And you know, what What I like to do, obviously a lot of us have read through the Bible a few times. Well, I like to highlight bold promises. Yeah. And now when I read the Bible, what I like to do, as you can see, I have, you know, four, two, three, four sections there. I like to read the Bible and I'll, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll just stare at a promise mm. and just meditate a promise, you know, Sometimes my study is just thinking about this promise, getting it in my eyeballs the whole day. So when anything comes against me, I'm like, hold on, no, it's going to fall. And then I just am believing it's going to fall, right? And so if you, you said, Paul, nobody could kill him. Well, this is saying nobody can kill us. This is saying that, you know, when we get to the high places, Oh, they're, they're, they're not going to come after you for saying this. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come after Leah for saying, they're not going to come after me for saying, you know, the, the federal government called me while I was in Tulsa, I think, or right before I got to Tulsa, they said, we're, we're watching you. Some guy called me. I don't even know how he got my number. It's a brand new phone. And he said, we're watching you. I said, yeah, you can't really throw a, a rock without hitting a federal agent. I'm not surprised. And he said, but I want to tell you something. He said, we believe what you're preaching and we're for you. Wow. All right. So the people who were sent to spy on me for, and, and there's this other guy in Christ. He says they, they, they spy on us because they can't see the big picture. 
but it's okay when when people come at you one way because God's going to make them see the glory on you. He's going to make them see the blessing. He's going to make the Satanists realize they can't touch you and that our God is greater. So when you go into the high places, when you deal with principalities, carry this with you, mm. Isaiah 54, and realize that you serve a greater God. And they don't actually know what the kingdom message is. If they knew it, they would not be trying to follow false gods mm. who they think have power because they've seen others get rich. All their wealth is being consumed and destroyed right now. This mm. fake paper money system is being destroyed. Amen. And so we're stepping up, stepping in to possess our inheritance of the earth. And so we good. have promises like this, that say tyranny will be far from us, oppression, so terror, all that stuff. That's good, Corey Gray. Serge. Serge. So, um, yeah, that was really good. I guess just to sum it up, you know, through the Revelation Red Pill, we've opened up a lot of revelation or insight or things probably a lot of people haven't heard. And just to, the truth of what the end times is and end of the age and all that. But you can have all that revelation. And if we don't do anything with it, it's all for nothing. Amen. It just sits on a shelf. Yep. And so... I feel like tonight was more of a night of like, this is this is the now what? Mm. We have all this, now what? Well, here's how we put this into practice. This mm -hmm. is what we do. And just to kind of sum it up a little bit, some of the things that kind of stuck out to me is we are high above the nations of the earth. Mm -hmm. We don't have to just take everything that comes at us. Yeah. And that organic place that in your closet that secret place of the most high god where we pray where we commune with god that's a powerful place to be and you'll notice all our testimonies they come from that place Corey's testimony of standing up against the government officials that wanted to kick him out he stood up against them in the spirit he didn't even have to face them face to face but he did in the spirit, and that's all it took. Mm -hmm. I never faced the BLM crowd, but I did in the spirit, and that's all that it took. And so that organic place is very powerful place to be. And another thing that was highlighted to me is your calling. I've always been big on people's callings. Man, you, we need you. We need you to step into your place. We can't do it by ourselves. And maybe our part, my part may not be to be in there and be president of the United States, but your part may be. And so I need you to step into your place because I have a part that, that bonds with yours. Yes. And so I would say, like Leah was saying, ask, ask God, and then listen. And then when he gives you the answer, start walking it out, start knocking. And in doing that, that's righteousness. And that's righteousness. When we step into righteousness, when we listen to the Lord and walk in his ways, that's when heaven's manifested on earth. Mm -hmm. That's when the glory comes out. That's when the kingdom of God is manifested through us. 
and it brings life to the literal earth. Mm. It literally changes everything. And so that's why we need each other. And that's why it's important that we just don't sit back and just watch things happen. We play a part. You play a part. Every one of us plays a part. And you may think it's a small part, but it's not. It's crucial in manifesting God's glory on this earth. That's so good. So my final thoughts are very succinct. Um, we've all wanted to know the how. How do we do this? Mm -hmm. Our words are so powerful. What we say, what we believe, and what we speak out, it is life-changing. It is societally changing. It is, it'll change everything around you. Okay. So when we are making known the manifold wisdom of God to these principalities, it's not just to the principalities and rulers in high places. We make it known everywhere. All right. Everywhere we go, we walk in and we make it known. And how do you do that? It's not just in your words, even though that's to me really key and kind of primary, but it's in your attitude. It's in your stance. It's in the way that your mind views a situation like Corey was talking about. He's taken in front of all these people and he's not afraid. He's not nervous. And then you hear Serge shouting because you know who you are. That's the way Lee and I have been in this similar many times. I'm you like, need a cheerleader though. And I'm, I want to tell you, you can do this. You can do it. I've been in so many places where I'm like, mom, I can't do this. And she's like, no, you can do this. Yes. So, yeah. My mom has been you that need for a us. cheerleader. We were, we want to be here to cheerlead. But that doesn't on. mean that you're going to take them on physically. Right. I just mean just taking your stance when you go, who are you to defile the armies of the most high God? That's the attitude that we take in, in every area that we go. Mm -hmm. I've never been around anyone that intimidated me that I can, that I can recall to really, I may joke about it and I may kind of be like, wow, I can't believe I'm in this situation. But I, listen, I, I literally, we do not have a large income. We don't even have a large voice anymore because of our, you know, we kind of do now, but because we were kicked off of YouTube. I, I, I'm a nobody for all intents and purposes, but when I walk into a room, I'm like, who needs prayer? Who needs, who can I minister to? I have, I literally walk in like a king and a priest. I know who I am in Christ and I want to encounter other people who also know who they are in Christ. And if they don't, then I want to lift you up to that place where you are also elevated to where you know who you are in Christ. That is our job. You didn't say that you walked into a room to lead people and to put attention on yourself. You walked in the room to see, you just said something that nobody says. I walked into this room as a king and a priest who needs me. Yeah. What can I do to bring this healing and health I feel. to people and equip you? That's what a king and priest is. We're all messed up. I, there, we are all messed up in what a king and a priest is. Okay. My mom, uh, she wanted me to mention that uh, King Charles in the UK is being coronated as king right now in all the pageantry in the robes and so when jesus said you're wearing a robe of righteousness look at king charles that's mm -hmm. you that's good when you see the scepter when you see the crown we have a crown that's why he gives you that visual that's who you are and mom says especially plead the blood of jesus meaning jesus died on the cross he came back to life he lives in me he destroyed satan and any power he had over anyone he must let people go jesus destroys all of satan's lies he fills us with the light and the truth my mom taught me that since i was a little kid i plead the blood of jesus and she also uh, mentions revelation 21 the new jerusalem is the kingdom of god on earth in us today 
Jesus came to testify of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. And also, Patriot Gallery has been doing some blogs. So you can check those out on Rumble. I think she's going to do another one late tonight because she's a night owl. Um, so you guys can check that out. Linda says in the chat, and I love this, Sean Foyt went to the Satan Con that we've all been hearing about, and 96 people got saved. That's what I'm talking I'm not, about. Don't be I'm afraid, not afraid of, of you, demons. devil. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. That's one of my favorite phrases. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. But why am I not scared? Because honestly, if I had some holes in my armor, I'd be scared. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, yeah, and I'll end with this as a warning and caution. There's a a story in the Bible about the seven sons of Sceva. And they were Jewish men. And they saw the disciples casting demons out of people. Mm -hmm. And they went and tried to cast demons out of somebody. And the demons spoke back and said, Peter, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you guys? Guess what? These principalities and powers, they know who you are. They know who you are. And, and and you can't fake it. You can't just pretend to be a good Christian. You can't this this you either know God or you do not know God. Okay? Peter I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And and that guy they were destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And so um this was something Corey was saying. Um, we want to go into these places. We want to go in where God has called us to be. Don't go messing in places that God has not called you to mess in. You walk, you you wait for God to open that door. Do not push it down. Okay? Do not go slam on that door because behind that door that you think you're supposed to walk through could be some trouble. Okay? You want to grow and you want to be mature in the Holy Spirit. And so I I I I leave you with a warning. A good-natured loving warning. That this is not for the faint of heart. Okay? This is not... We're not playing Christianity. This is not a, a joke. Okay? There, There is evil in the world. And a lot of missionaries have gone into very dark places. And a lot of the frontline people go in. They die. They get killed. There are Christians in China right now who are manifesting the kingdom of God. And they are being arrested and they're being put in jail and their organs are being cut out. Does it mean that they, they're probably closer to God than any of us are? Okay. Know what he has called you to do. Listen to him. And he will help you get through anything he's called you to do. But ask for wisdom. If you, everybody who asks for wisdom, it will be granted you. You don't have to be a mature 50-year-old Christian to, to, to go in and do the things God's called you to do. But before you go in, count the cost. Ask for wisdom maybe from your brothers and sisters before you go messing with, you know, maybe the gang members downtown. Okay? Call for some backup. I'll give, an extra, I'll give another caution on the other side of that. If God calls you to do something and you don't do it, count that cost, baby. That's true too. It'll be bad for you. I, I had a flip side caution also. Be careful not doing, not giving your fullness to God. That's what I'm saying. That's what Michelle That's right. just said. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the cost of us not right. yeah. doing this and going all the way with God? And the, the secret is yes, hearing God, but I would even just say, Make friends with him. Yeah. Be his friend. It, once you become his friend, 
seek the the first thing I would recommend is seek him as a father and a friend. And once you hit that place, man, it, it's a whole different realm because he loves you in your mistakes. He loves you in your problems and weirdness. If you want to do right, and if you step in a door that you're not supposed to, but you're a friend of God, guess what? Mm-hmm. Your friend shows up and, and he helps you out. Um, and so the Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, do not do what I say. He wants us to, to obey him, but he wants us more to be his friend and realize he is our, our brother, our Lord, and we're a family. You know, um, so, yes, there's lots of things going on bad around the world. But if we don't and we know and we see the evil and we stand around and let it happen, guess what? It's going to be worse on that side than if you were to stand up against it. Yeah. Yeah. Be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, if BLM comes to town. Doesn't mean you have to go down and march and get up in their faces. You can pray like Serge did, you know, but if God calls you to go down there then he'll protect you. Just be led by the spirit of God. And I think I also want to interpret what Leah was saying there. This is, she's not giving a caution like, oh, be really afraid. This gets really hairy and you may, something bad may happen to you. That's not it at all. If God's called you to do something, then you have to do it. But all like Leah literally read to us, uh, what was it from um, Ephesians? Like there's, listen, just be holy for he is holy. You know, Serge has a saying, I am the righteousness of God. It's in the Bible, it's not his saying, but he loves to use that one. I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Okay, we have to walk in this. And when we do walk in it, what, what Leah's saying is, it's not enough just to go blazing through like, hey, I just slept with so-and-so last night, but I'm going to go take out the devil. Don't do yeah. that. That will end very, very bad for you. Okay, that's what Leah's so- saying. So I, I think I could add to this just a bit. We're supposed to do it together. Mm. Because you see Paul in the middle of all that. He was praying for us to have unity of the spirit. Right? And that we would be working together. That So doing it alone, yeah, that's going to be pretty dangerous. But if you have a group of people, guess what? It's going to be much easier. And so I, I really feel God saying this. There's a bunch of people watching And you may be thinking, well, how am I supposed to do this? Well, guess what? You can share this and you share this with some people. And you know how fast you're going to get on the same wavelength, same frequency to where all of a sudden you're believing these promises and things break off just by you guys hearing. Faith comes by hearing just by a group of people hearing this, your Bible study, your group, share this out. And there's one guy on there, I think it was Isaiah 4110, he said, or she, sorry. I remember and she said that I've been much bolder now since coming to this and imagine having a bunch more bold people around you. That's right. That's what we need. So Back, right. we got a chance to meet Sherry at the Kentucky huddle and that's Isaiah 4110. Nice. Um, just oh. this like a month and a half ago. And we were sitting with a whole group of ladies and we were kind of revelation red pilling some and some were already revelation red pilled. And it was just so that unity that you're talking about, not doing it alone. And they were, they were picking it up. People are so far more ready to pick this up than you guys even know. 
Salty Mama says, we have the fruits, don't forget, and the armor. Yes, Michelle, that's me. Oh, I go get it done. I got to get it done. Uh, James says, thank you, Leah, Michelle, Corey, and Serge for another enlightening program. And kudos to PG as well. Freedom Information Channel. I want you guys to be subscribed to them over there, um, Kelly PB fam. He's our merciful God, and he loves us, but yet he is a just God. Amen. Patriot Gallery says, ask God for wisdom and vision from him. Most of us have progr been programmed by the public school. The jobs we've had, parents, college, education, church, education, music, TV, movies, all of that programming we have to ask god for his wisdom to deprogram us um freedom information says what an awesome show praise god bless each and every one that is watching and uh we'll see you later we'll see you later and we'll just end with that um we should end with a very quick prayer Corey gray you want to pray us out yeah all right so father god we just thank you that you are showing us more uh, of your heart and that there's just so many that are hearing this right now maybe for the first time I just pray that you would flood them with your peace, with your Holy Spirit, that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit right now, that they would be filled with your gifts, and that they would not feel like, like they can't achieve what you've mm -hmm. called them to do, that they would begin to feel confident that you will complete the work that you started in them. And I pray that all these thrones that are around every person hearing this, they would know where they're at. They would identify them. You would release strategies and they would crush evil effortlessly Amen. while enjoying life because they would realize they're children of the light and light doesn't have to fight darkness to dispel it. It just has to show up and be the light. So I pray that they would show up and be the light of the world in the darkness and that you would just show them your friendship your blessing, your promise, and that you would just crush all this tyranny in every nation that's listening, every city that's listening, that you would begin to show them Isaiah 54 taking place in their lives. Amen. 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 So good. All right, you guys. Every Monday, you're going to be at the Kingdom Roundtable on Rumble. Kingdom Roundtable. You're going to follow Serge and Jason at BreakawayKingdomHub.com. You're going to follow Corey Gray, all of his links, KingdomBusinessLifestyle.com. And of course, you guys know ResistanceChicks.com. We love you. God loves you. God bless. And remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We'll see you next Wednesday right here at Revelation Red Pill for episode 12. You never know where we're going to go. We never know where we're going to go, but God knows where we're going to go. If you have the Rumble app, the ring kingdom. that bell for notifications. That's right. It's brand new. And go get the Rumble app so you can get notifications every time we go live. Boom. All right. Bye, guys. We love you. God bless. Yeah.